Hey, this is Mark. This is what happened last time. Back at camp, Zan and Lucan fought off bandits while Relop, Holg, and I explored the chambers under the ruined tower of Vinifer. We fought halfling and boar statues, solved a riddle of passage, and recovered a magically miniaturized chest. We continued our journey north, witnessed the burnt fields from Night's Day, and arrived at Prenzholm. The twins went to Parliament House and learned a reception will be held in their honor. Rulop and I hired uh, wizard services to enlarge the chest and we transported it back to the Boniface End. And Hulk was given an ultimatum by his old friend, Natick. He was told to steal information from the house Anastasia or his family will suffer the consequences. Then it is the evening of the 21st, and you're kind of winding down for the evening in Parliament mm-hmm. House. Mm-hmm. You, you had a nice meal, kind of a little nightcap, and the door to your bedroom, there's a, just a slight tapping. Come in. Balthazar kind of pops his head through. No, I haven't seen you around. Where have you been? Well, I was running some of my duties, my lady. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that I did deliver that letter and I thought you'd like verification that it got handed off. Yes, thank you. That's so, good to know. Sorry to disturb you all. I'll see you in the morning. Thank you. And then she's kind of getting ready. She's going to start preparing a sending spell. Uh, she'll be sending the bishop card. And the message is... This is Anathea. I'm told you're awake but still wounded. What aid can I give? Why would they remove you from the bishop's council? Please respond. There's a long enough pause that you're concerned that you're not going to get a response. Well, he's never answered her yet. And finally you hear his voice, and it's very comforting to hear it. And he says, Sister Xanophia, don't worry about an old priest like me. I'm not sure I'll be able to return to my duties. We'll see. Thank you. Okay. I have two more of these. <laughs> <laughs> For the night before we rest and then recharge them. <laughs> so the next one will be... Next mission is to the Pyrian lands. Unsure how to proceed. Any advice would be welcome. Having a crisis of faith. Even a longer pause. Write me about the, the crisis. As far as Pyrian lands, treat them as allies. And they should reciprocate. All right. That'll be all she'll need for that. Then she'll probably start writing another letter. (laughs) Hulk, what are you doing after leaving Natick's den? I go walk back to my parents' house. I'm just going to stand across the street, hood up, slouch. I just try not to draw any attention to myself. Just kind of keeping watch over the place? Are there any lights on or anything? Yeah, there would be. Probably a candle lit in there. Do I see any movement? Uh, A little bit, through the curtain. Just mother-father, or is my brother there with him? You know, you're not sure. Because it's gotten dark, and they've they've sort of closed the house up for the night. Okay. And so you just see silhouettes through the curtains. I'm actually going to go find an inn. Actually, how late are the the banks open? You mean the, like, the treasury, the church treasury? Yeah. They probably close for the night. Okay. They, they probably don't stay up. Right, right. Okay. 
then I will, yeah, I'll definitely go find it in. Are you looking for something in the bar? Yeah. You know that the goblin's head, which you went to briefly mm-hmm. earlier today, that they have rooms there. Okay. Yeah, I'll go get a room at the goblin's head. Okay. I'm actually going to go up into my room and uh, just kind of sit on my bed and stare at the uh, two short swords that were purchased for me by Lucan and just in silence stare at him in a fit of anger I'll just chuck him in the corner and go to bed somebody pounds on the on a wall somewhere yeah, yeah, no, right, just like, get me down in there <laughs> Lucan you you don't sleep well hmm. you uh, are you know just uncomfortable and rolling around and every time you're just about to doze off you see the faces of those two men on the road hmm well, at some point, if Lucan's really struggling to uh, get sleep, he'll make sure to take some time to do some praying and to see if that helps at all. Get the prayer beads out that your father gave you? Yes. Yes, yes. Kind of get lost in the in the light of a couple of them. You know, there's a couple of them that, are, that have this sort of dim inner light to the gems because there's a spell sort of affixed to them. Morning comes. Relop, you're waking up in the Boniface Inn. Yep, on top of a chest that I can't open. <laughs> just you slept on the chest. <laughs> like looks like Snoopy on top of <laughs> Perfect reference. It's just a gnome laying on top of <laughs> Just sprawled out arms. Oh, arms foiled. That's, that's gonna be I a want pain, that that's gonna be a paint competition yeah. piece right there. A gnome sleeping so on bad. a giant treasure chest. Mercury in the same room or are you I assume so. Relap when you wake up, it kind of scares you because you forgot that Merc got a shave and a haircut. <laughs> and just yeah. And you're like, what? Who's this? So uh, we need to get a hold of Hulk for this. Do you really want to keep the chest, though? I don't care if we keep the chest. I just want to know what's inside the chest. Because I probably could just break the lock is what I'm getting at. Well, what if it's trapped? I lose a finger? All right. Go for it. Sure. I'll be in the hall. Cast <laughs> mage armor. The whole room fills with poison. Tar trap. Tar trap. Tar trap. Merc's only weakness. Tar. Tar. Black ooze. Yeah, I just have tar. This. Yeah, that thing just come out every time. Okay. <laughs> just the uh, again. Merc, you're running out of ideas. Attacked in hotel rooms. By black tar. Where's Hulk? We don't need Hulk tar. Tar. <laughs> Go get Hulk! Get no, Hulk! Get Hulk! I just run. So just for the screw me like a little girl. Get out my armorer's kit, and uh, I'm assuming it's got some sort of hammer or something in there. Mm-hmm. And see if I can. Yeah. Kind of like chisel it. Yeah, kind of like some sort in. of, yeah, something to see if I can't, like, get it in there and, like, pop the lock. Okay. I'm assuming it's going to make it the lock useless, but. Yeah, and you're not really worried about whether or not it's going to survive, right? The lock itself, no. Like it's, so, yeah, you do that pretty soundly. It's a, it kind of makes a lot of noise for early in the morning. Eh. Let's be courteous, I waited an hour. <laughs> but it's just a couple of taps, you know, and it pops open. I take a deep breath and open up the chest and expect to get hit with a fireball. What's in there? <laughs> You're in the hall. I know, that's why I'm asking. <laughs> Anything happen when I open up the chest? Uh, nope. Kind of a... Pulp Fiction glow from it because there's a good amount of coin in it. Ooh. Just money. I don't think you want any. Well, it's, it's not just money, but there's a few other things in there too. But there's so it's sort of the bottom of it is coin. Right, there's a lot of money and some other things. Uh, 
Once like, I realize Merc's not going to die, I walk in. <laughs> Anything of uh, any note? So, there's a couple of books. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there is... Th- these are all 25 gold. Yeah. A gold thread tunic, a gold ring, a silver letter opener, a black velvet mask stitched with silver thread. Something about the, the stars stitched into it reminds you of that image that you had of Venifer. Oh, okay. Faraglin. Like, there's something about the, the constellation that, there. And then there's some items that probably run run more like the 250 gold value. Okay. There's a life-sized gemmed frog. A gemmed frog. Okay. Yep. A little, you know, statues the size of an actual frog. Big frog enthusiast. I get it. A large gold bracelet. A silver necklace with a gemstone pendant. There are nine... I don't really know how to pronounce it. Chalcedony? Teal-colored gems. Chalcedony worth 50 gold piece. And then there is... 1,200 copper, 10,000 silver pieces. <laughs> Obviously, this would, you know, I'm imagining you'll do a little counting this morning, right? Evidently, I am. It's not like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like yeah. Rain Man where he just goes, <laughs> that, you know, it's this many. 5,005 gold pieces, and there are 200 platinum pieces. All of this is, the coin is like old mint. It's odd, too, because copper, more recent, they haven't made copper pieces. Right. At least you didn't think they did, but there's definitely copper in here, and it's old. It's old. It's like copper pieces you haven't seen before. I wonder if the copper would be worth more to a collector. Possibly. I don't know. Well, I'm not sure spoons all the same, right? Maybe. Maybe like uh, nobles or something that want it so that they can, I don't know. Interesting. Probably pretty clear to you both, too, that like your bag of inventory is going to bust at the seams at this point. Like it's time, right. to, time to do something with some of that. Yeah, we're going to offload some of this stuff. Can I look at the uh, books? Mm-hmm. See what those are all about. So one of them is filled with illustrations and descriptions of small animals. Okay. Kind of a you know like the artwork is actually really nice, you know, just well done and pretty pretty fancy script. It's written in common, which is weird too, right? Like because this seems older than maybe common would be. Okay. You flip so, it open and one of the pages actually has talks about elf cats, which are not un heard of for you you know what an elf cat is it's basically a specific breed of cat that are kind of known among elven communities and halflings specifically and okay. some of them turn up in you know places like prince home as well okay does it look like this was a book that was written in this area or are they referencing animals that i've seen elsewhere or? most of it you've seen for the elf cat. elf cat is a little bit more unique mm-hmm. and yeah, there's a couple that kind of stand out to you. There's a rabbit that has has kind of a kind of like a unicorn horn, which again, you 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 feel like maybe you've seen that before. You know, you've seen a lot of little animals. You do notice that it's all they're all small. It's like birds and little mm-hmm. rodents and things like that. And so you almost wonder if this is a, that was being put together for like familiar purposes. Okay. So somebody was maybe studying animals for for the use of that spell. Okay. Kind of broadening their options. And in fact, it probably will broaden your options a little yeah, bit. Right. Kind of look through and say, you know what, I could, I could get, I this. could make one of those, or you know, right, right. summon one of those. Uh, what's the other book about? The other one you have to kind of spend a little more time with, and you know, you're not in a big hurry, so I won't make you roll like a arcana check or something. But it's basically a book on conjuration magics and portals 
and it kind of deals a lot with like this notion of circles of teleportation. It's not like an actual scroll or anything. It's sort of theoretical reading. Okay. But it does have some pages as you flip through this like series of runes. You don't think you'd be quite ready for them, but like if you were to possibly get that spell at a higher level when you're when you're right. trained for it, you're, these probably, are for you're thinking locations. that some of these might be locations. Specifically on the on the back of it, because you recognize that there's a handwriting in it that doesn't seem to match some of the earlier stuff. Oh, so maybe, like maybe there were blank pages, yeah, and they okay. added more stuff to it. And you actually see that there's a diagram of a tower that could very well be the tower that you took this out of, right? Like it's a it's like a blueprint of the of what the tower would have been in it when it existed, like before it was a ruin. Really, and the room that you went into and got this chest, you remember that there was a trapdoor above you. Right. And it felt as though that it was all earth and, and that. It takes you a little while as, you know, I imagine you're through counting gold right, and stuff, yeah. you're probably sitting for a couple hours. Um, but as you, you get the impression that the runes that are marked on this page, because there's a very specific sequence of runes right. that look like some of the other stuff that's kind of scattered throughout the book, you have a hunch that these runes would have gotten you to that tower. Like you could, you, if you had the spell, you could cast it and then teleport to the tower. And you almost wonder if it's actually still possible. There's a note in there and it's in Gnomish. The only thing written in Gnomish. Mm-hmm. And it says Passwall. Does it uh, ring any bells? Yeah, roll your arcana. 13. You're wondering if maybe it's the name of the spell. Is that uh, after the section on teleportation or? Is it just intermingled in it? It's kind of written off to the side of diagram mm-hmm. of the of the tower, and you, and it's kind of written next to that trapdoor that was yeah. above you. You're wondering, you know, maybe it's a connection to that. Cool. cool. I, I forgot to mention too the the book that is about the small animals you know, mm-hmm. the illustrations. The artwork is all signed, and it's signed by a Dunra Darren. Is that a specific race that would have a name like that, or? Do I know anything about that? It's hard to say. You have a history. You can do a history mm. check and see if something. Think of like yeah, common I'm names. Not proficient, but I'll give it a shot. Maybe just give it a shot and see if you get lucky with something. Probably not fourteen. Yeah, you're not sure. It's there's a lot going on with that name. It could be. Does it sound like a gnomish name? It's a possibility. Okay. I'm assuming we're divvying this up. Yeah. Right, well, I'm sure if everybody, you're just thinking. Uh, we should probably play nice while we're in the sandbox. I'd imagine during that all that time too, you probably want to probably want to just check everything for glowy stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. If there's any if detect magic kicks anything off, and the frog glows. The frog, excellent. I've been looking for a frog magic gem frog for a while. <laughs> excellent. I am totally cashing in on Debs. Damn it. The rules of dibs are unflinchingly set. If it kicks off, I'm gonna cast a identify. I don't actually have a card for it, but this is Pete. Pete. Yep. Pete. Pete. Oh, Pete, the gem proc. Basically, you could just touch the gems. You say Pete, and he comes to life for an hour. It's it's just for kicks. It doesn't do anything real fancy. It's just a little frog. <laughs> All right. Okay. Can, do it. can cool. do it once a day. Pete, the magical gem frog. Sounds like a child's toy. <laughs> wow. Cool. Uh, do we want to go meet up with everyone and find out when we're leaving? I'd like to stop by the the armory first. 
could uh, check on the sword, see if they could get a new hilt for it. All right, Merc, so you get to the ironclad armory, and Atticus greets you, and you left the sword with him, right? I did. I have a, a receipt, even. Yeah, he says, what sort? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, welcome back. I, I, so I looked at it myself, and I had one of my best men double-check, and this is what we have come up with. We think that we could switch out the pommel while keeping the enchantment in the sense that it would work in that enchanted way and possibly uh, work against foes that have resistances. The concern is that if we change the hilt, you may not be able to change the size anymore. We think that that feature would probably disappear. So if you wanted to make just make it a great sword full time, that might be a trade-off. Okay. Do you have any magical swords for sale, just out of curiosity? Not at this time. We have a couple that we've been, much like yours, that we're working on for people, but we don't have any that are just available for purchase. Let me see. I, I guess I have one more question. How long would it take? I could have it done by tomorrow, I'm sure. Possibly before the workday's over, but we would require 100 gold. It's kind of a specialty item. Sure. Maybe this is a faux pas on my part, but... Would there be a place to purchase a magic sword besides the shop in uh, Prince Home? Uh, something comparable? Not necessarily. It's possible. He says you can check across the street at the sharp knife. Most of the magical weapons in town get picked up by the clergy or the nobility, so they're a little rare. Sure. I'll take it under consideration what you've told me. I do thank you for your time. I thank you very much, sir. We will... Uh, Look forward to doing business with you in the future. All right. Breakfast. So, Lucan, you are really excited to go back to the Angler's Anchor. It's been a long time since you've been. I mean, literally years, right? Because you've been off to school and everything. You and Emmett. Yeah, you and Emmett <laughs> used to come here all the time. One of the fun things about nice. it, it's, it's right. It's built right on the edge above the, the river. It's on sort of the east, northeast side of town away from the market district and um so that's kind of nice it's it's sort of a different kind of setting yeah so. well i mean there's a lot of like lumber comes through here and okay. it's, you know there's kind of a logging fishing part of town so it's it's a little rowdy and it kind of smells of of fish anyway as you get closer to it but they built they they actually have some tables because it is like sort of an outdoor setup as a restaurant and a lot of the tables are just barrels so, so there's not a lot of space necessarily but they you know they might they oh, might gotcha. put something on top of it it's but a couple of the, ta- the tables are fishing tables so they basically offer like while you're sitting there you like can actually fish <laughs> That's awesome. from your seat you know like kind of you know hang off the side if you want to and in fact you know that if if you do catch something they'll buy it from you they'll cook it they'll you know that's amazing so it's kind of a it's a fun place to just sort of yeah. hang out especially as somebody that likes to kind of do outdoorsy stuff yeah he wants to be sitting and fishing all right so fishing table the owner of the place is a aged halfling he's kind of gray he's always got a pipe in his hand he's kind of think like tolkien but like a little a halfling right so kind of kind of looks like that and his name is larder little pot larder larder little pot and he's kind of jokey kindly older halfling awesome oh i guess i'm waiting for everybody else aren't i as soon as you came, we came together. Yeah, you would have come from the have same place. Have I ever place. been there before, or is this a exclusively um, Lucan situation? I don't, I, I don't know if it would be a place that you'd 
be excited about yeah, right not really, in the setting. <laughs> so I don't know that you would you would have necessarily. We we'll probably drag you here twice and you complain both times. No problem. <laughs> it smells of. Fish. It only takes once. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, li- literally, there's like little cans of worms that are Ugh. you know way too close to the f- to the tables. No, uh, but the food you know food's great. They do a good job with Pass. it. <laughs> oh come on, come fish with me. So a little, you know, Zane's not afraid of rustic, but this is very rustic. Yeah. There's a time and place for this sort of rustic nature, and I don't believe dining is one of them. A beautiful morning is not the time and place for it? Not in the middle of the city when we have a number of other wonderful food options we could have chosen. Ah, you're missing out. Sit down and have some fun. Very well. Lucan takes his boots off, <laughs> hanging his feet over the side. Are you in full armor and everything? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Clank, 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 clank. so much pride yeah, in Zan, Zan, Zan is, Zan is oh, not wearing armor. He's got mithril, so he doesn't clang as much. Not as much, but still. Oh, <laughs> sounds like wind chimes then. Yeah. Zan's probably in like the long riding cloak thing and just a, that's purple and a dress. The sword and shield are under the cloak and on her back, but she's not fully armored or anything. Why do you think the others are going to show up? Part of me is hoping not, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, why do you say that? <laughs> well, are you looking forward to the evening's activities? Yeah, of course. How come you're not excited? That makes one of us. Yeah, what's going on? Nothing. I just don't think it's going to go very well with this particular group. Well, I mean, Hulk's my only real worry, but I plan to talk to him beforehand, so hopefully he listens. Yeah, that's worked so well so far. Well, I'm not going to be mean or anything, but just going to really? kind of ask if... So what you've done so far has been what you consider nice? Have I not been nice to him? Well, I suppose most more recently than not. But... Seems like you're always on his side and not mine, which is <laughs> kind of confusing. Well, okay. I have defended you several times against his various drawings and things. It's not always on his side. But... I feel like there's some good in him. I'm trying to... I agree. Trying to see if he can switches ways a bit. There's a difference between good and being proper in high society. That's more where my concern lies with all three of them, to be real honest with you. Well, let's see how <laughs> things go. Well, you show up and you can see that they're sitting over on the edge edge of the platform. He's sitting on the edge. I'm a little ways away from it. Right. In a normal chair. I mean, <laughs> there's a big platform and you guys are oh, to one it. side of it. Got it. So there's like fishing rods just like sitting around. Yep, they just have them... Hey, come have a seat, home. They, they have them uh, stuck in the little... I don't know what you call those. You know, a little, little holster for it, I guess. Alright. Yeah. Go over, grab a pole. Alright. Awesome. Plop right down. Yeah, uh, that's, that is an image right there. You yeah, two, yeah. You <laughs> just two like, fishing together. He like grabs the worms and hands them right over. and <laughs> He gets a hold of a uh, larder and asks him to bring a drink out. Hold, what would you like? Uh, what time is it? Oh, did you guys give? Yeah, it's drinking time. Okay, <laughs> like nine, ten, nine, probably. Yeah. yeah. All right, whiskey it is. Whiskey, huh? <laughs> All right, you're buying, right? I'm buying. Okay. <laughs> yes, whiskey. All right. Yep, he's got he's got a little whiskey. Did you get good sleep last night? It's a, it's a little mm-hmm. expensive here. Not my problem. <laughs> How much was it? So for the, are you paying for everybody? He's planning to pay for everybody this morning. So you want me to just get that out of the way? And if he's drinking like that too, let's, let's just do it. Uh, let's just do four gold. Okay. That includes drinks and like it's a pretty big breakfast. All right, hold. But uh, did you hear about the party tonight? The celebration? Yeah, there's whisperings. Good. You gonna go? 
I'm hoping all I mean, of you guys go. Are you wanted us there to parade us around, or? Well, I mean, the family's excited as to what happened. It's kind of fun to talk about the the event. It's kind of fun. It, you can it, see that we're it all. It sounds not... like we were wanted to be there for entertainment. Nah, it's fun. Come on now. Did I get a grand tour of the great house? Well, of course. You'll see that we're not all a bunch of uh, mean, grumpy butts or anything. Mm-hmm. Though there will be a lot of them. She's kind of saying, she interjects every once in a while. True, there will be. There is a lot of old-fashioned traditions, so, I mean, just be careful on, you don't want to offend anybody by... At this point, I will just, like, spit, like, a big glob down into the river. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. Just maybe hold your tongue and think a little bit before you speak. If somebody's saying something that upsets you, they're probably not meaning to upset you or anything like that. Uh-huh. It's just my advice. I'm Love just going to gonna focus on fishing now. <laughs> <laughs> How long before these two nerds show up? Yeah, well, I'm show. Merc, you're looking clean. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So Merc shows up and everybody takes a, a double take because he's got his hair all <laughs> trimmed up real tight on the sides, right? On the Shaved top. on the sides. Yeah, still has some down the top, kind of almost like a mohawk, but much wider. And then uh, kind of like a Hawkeye slash Ronin in Endgame. Oh, you do like a fade? Yeah. Yeah, with the swept kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. Beard's gone. Beard's gone. Clearly short your hair a lot to do that then. Yeah, because, like, I don't know the last time he got here. Yeah, he was all, like, completely moppy. I didn't Um, know he was a human. (laughs) So now that that we have your beard off, too, why don't you describe your scars for us just so that, like, we can see them clearly? Sure. The biggest and most noticeable one that actually you guys could see before because it started above his left eye and went down between the eyes across the nose and down his cheek and left off there and he has like another one where it's kind of cut a little bit underneath his eye i don't know if that would have been covered up in the beard nothing too terribly special along the jawline or anything like that you guys have seen that he has some scars along his body like any any other soldier slash fighter mm-hmm. let me guess you've heard about the party as well and that's why you cleaned up like this party there's a party <laughs> <laughs> It's getting hot. Our you know how much hair I had to get cut off? They charged me double. <laughs> Deservedly so. Our family's hosting a party tonight, and we would like for you guys to join us. Absolutely not. That's a hard pass. Why? <laughs> Oak said he would go. What? Why are you going? Why? Did I say I would go? I thought you said you would go. That's what he's telling me. Why are you being so nice to Hulk? Why are you going, Hulk? Why? What? I never said I was definitely going. Oh. Okay, okay. why are you considering going? Well, why don't you guys sit down and fish a bit? I, I got breakfast this morning. He's buying drinks. I mean, that was... That's as far as I got. We're Wait, we're fishing and having breakfast? It's a... Mm-hmm. So it's a fishing breakfast? Yeah. They you know, have breakfast to bring out. Like they'll work, cook what you catch. It's like a work lunch? <laughs> it's a fishing breakfast. Do you not like to fish? Aren't I don't mind fishing. I, I can fish. I just... I've never fished and had food served to me while I'm fishing. That's oh, sit down, try it out. It's fun. It's weird. <clears throat> is a work lunch one of those weird inventions you always come up with? Yes. All right. Yes, it is. <laughs> that one might actually be good. Write that one down somewhere. So now you just get drunk and then you <laughs> complain about your boss. Oh. <laughs> so every day then. <laughs> Pretty much every gotcha. day. 
So yeah, and you guys are so, not interested in the party tonight. Why would I want to go to a parade? What kind of party is it? it? Just show up and eat? Or? Celebration of the victory at night's day. That's why I'm not going. What victory? She says it very plainly and kind of looking downward. Well, we at least helped with Faridwin. And my understanding is she's not dead. A lot of people don't know that. It's been presented to you as a reception, if that makes sense. Like, the idea is that they're going to receive a lot of... The nobility will come through, and, like, the idea is to sort of give props to these people for what they've done. If that makes sense? Like, yeah. I don't know if that's... If it's not a parade? That, that was how... Right, it's not a parade. <laughs> I know it's not a parade. <laughs> oh, um, there will be lots of free food and drinks, if that helps. Yes. Mm. Persuade them. I would so think you guys, weird that happened. <laughs> well, how much food is it, are we talking about? There'll be lots of food and drink. It's a celebration. We could provision for the trip. I don't think any of it will keep very well, but I... Like where your head's at. Well, I mean, it would get us through the first couple of days of the trip. Yep. I mean, <laughs> so are you, are you in? Or is that too much to ask for a commitment? The, the what? A commitment. What? Are you going to the party or not? I'll go. You I'm are s- going to go. I Excellent. will go. You're still a little suspicious. Why are you going? Because it's free food and drink. Yeah, I guess that's, that's a true. good point. <laughs> I'm still out. Oh, come on, Mark. Well, I mean, if Hulk's gone, I'll go. Hulk can't be the only freak at the show there, so... Well, they're going to kick you out anyway, because your name's not... Uh, what's his name? Robber? Robert? Ah. Oh, well, let they know don't know that. my name's not Whopper Wobba Wobba. Oh, don't worry, I've already told them. Ah, dang it. <laughs> Why would we want him to know that? No reason. None, none whatsoever. In that cave back there, I tripped across some stuff that you guys might be interested in. Like a so, bunch of gold? Like Did you open the chest? Oh, great. Yeah. We got the chest open. So what miniature treasures do we have? There's all your money, Lucan. There you go. Kind of scooping it away. I don't know that you could have carried all that money with you, right? I'm here. Well. Oh, you packed your bag with it, too? Okay. That makes sense. And then we've got random stuff. Uh, Everyone take two blue gems. How many of them? Two? Two. And how much are they worth? Uh, 50 gold each. And I will take the last one. And I don't know. Then there's a necklace and a bracelet and a ring and a tunic and a letter opener. Hmm. You should take the letter opener, Hulk. Okay. Cool. <laughs> one yeah, silver guys, letter opener. <laughs> you guys can do whatever with it. That way you can stab somebody. That's pretty dark. <laughs> what else you could do with a letter opener? Open I mean, that's letters. all I would do. I mean, that's a way. Do it really quietly. Thank and you then, for splitting this out with us. Sure. And then you can have the uh, bracelet. Who? Me? Yeah. Okay. Give um, Luke in the tunic. What's the bracelet Luke? look like? It's just I'll match his hair. I don't know what I just his gold bracelet. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. just kind of, a, kind of a serpentine. Yeah, and then Lucan, if you want the gold tunic and the ring. Sure. And then Merc, if you want the... Uh, Nah, I'm good. You can keep it. You sure? Yeah. All right. How much did you think these were worth? Bracelet's about two fifty, and the tunic and ring are twenty five each. Okay. Okay. Just well, thank you. Records or anything? Thank you. There's no rhyme or reason to. Okay. Did well, you tell me what the other frog than is? checking stuff off of my <laughs> list of loot? There's not a whole lot of. <laughs> a lot of that's up to you if you want. If you decide that you, you know, I mean, let me know. But like, mm. you say, I'm going to cash that in before I leave town or something. Yeah. You could mm. do that too. Sure. Like, None of this because... is magical, correct? No, there's nothing really magical. Or cursed? 
Just kind of looking at the serpentine bracelet. No. Okay. No, I checked everything. So, Mark, you're not going to go to the event? I don't know. kind of want to go just to keep an eye on real up. Afraid they cart all of them. I'd appreciate it if you went. I would love for you to meet my family. I'm not sure they'd love to meet well, me. Well, hold on. You want us... You want your family to meet us. Yeah. He's have trying. you met us? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys have been a huge help. I think we've worked pretty well together. Where have I don't, you been I don't, for the last few weeks? I don't think I would have survived this whole time without all you guys. Well, yeah. I mean, well, that, yeah. All right, yeah. Though, he's got a point. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we were put together for a reason. Mm-hmm. And then he looks yeah. at all of uh, I'm still it. trying to figure you out, but you know. I'm a mystery. <laughs> Wrapped in an enigma. <laughs> uh, you seem a little less than thrilled there, Zan. Hmm? I don't blame her. I'm sorry, what? You seem less than thrilled about the whole situation. I have the exact same feeling of the party that all three of you do. Fight it unnecessary. Oh, it's necessary. I, just, I don't necessarily want to participate. And that would be completely understandable. That was exactly what I thought you were going to say when you sat down this morning. Just think, we've been on the road for quite a while. We'll just have one good night, a celebration, and we can move on. I think we did our celebrating a Surviving Night's Day. Or was it that, that place that Zan liked? <laughs> oh, yeah. The Blessing and Barrel? Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Could remember <laughs> it because we were so drunk. But it's going to be a long road to the Pyrian lands, so. Sure. And we can drink when we get there, too. True. All right. I mean, when are we planning on leaving this town? Well, we kind of discussed it a bit yesterday. We need to learn or try to figure out how we're going to proceed up there. Along the road? Why do you want well, to know? Obviously, yes, but also how we are going to proceed into the Pyrian lands when some of us are obvious Lucites and might get harassed, possibly captured. I've never been to the Pyrian lands. I don't know how they will react to devout Lucites being in their lands. I want to be as prepared as possible going up there so I know what we're getting into so we don't just immediately fail upon entering them. I think I'll just get like maybe a big fur cape or something like I had. Just as a point, well, how long ago was that war? 20 years. Also, oh, it's bad. It's kind of thing like your parents might have been involved with, but you you have not been. Well, in my case, my grandfather, but I had nobody knows Do we that. look at trying to join a caravan, perhaps? As a gateway of getting in there, being having legitimate business to being on those roads, I'm just thinking I don't out know loud. If there's a trader. Uh, what do they trade from? None of you guys have been to Pyrian lands before. No. Well, there's dwarfkin that are here every once in yeah. a while in Princeholm. They'd be able to make their way that direction. I just. I, I don't mind I don't talking know. to the dwarfkin, but I think we just need to prep for a long journey. Sure. And then maybe make. I don't want to say disguises, but. Um, Maybe not be outwardly lose sight. Right. So, a cloak for you, and probably you. Hulk, I think it would be best if you wrap the hilts of your sword in leather. Yeah. What is the uh, difficulty with going into Pyrian lands? It didn't seem to be an issue with the Pyrians that we met in Priam. We met Pyrians in Priam? Aren't there Pyrians in the... Whatever. Pisham? Pisham. That's what I was thinking. Because you like Vikings. Vikings. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, and there's some people that have the beliefs of multiple of the gods, including the ones, but pure Pyrians, like devout Pyrians, are a little harder to come by in these lands. They aren't welcome anywhere east of the First Men's Forest. The fact that I have a tattoo on my arm of flames is a little... Yeah, that's true. ...much. 
I would all certainly the help. The Pyrians and Lucites they fought together. Yeah. Back in history, we have, but mean, then we battled you each mean other. Fought each other, right? Is that what you mean? No, I meant he meant side by side. He meant the gods. Oh yeah, yeah. Because we had had oh, the uh, argument that Pyrian and Lucian right. fought Knock at where Lucidum is, and yeah, they were allied for a long mm-hmm. time. But the churches divided long time ago, and they've been battling each other for centuries. Only twenty years ago did we actually find peace and a stalemate between each other, and have kept out of each other's way. And now here we are moving into their lands, and I don't know how they're going to take us being there. Myself and Lucan, I mean. Well, again, Merc said he has his tattoos, I mean. That will help, but I don't know if it's enough to give us free passage in there. I just want to speak to some Dwarfkin, anybody who's been in those lands that can help us get an idea of what should we expect, what kind of checkpoints we need, where's a good place to stop for rations and refueling and rest as we make our way up there. I've just never been there, so it's more of just researching how we're going to get there. How much time that's going to take, I don't know. Do any of you know any Dwarfkin or know where any of them are here in town? I'm trying to think, would we know? Like, Is there like a market district that has Dwarfkin in it? I mean, you've seen some, you know, they come through for diplomatic or trade reasons every once in a while, but they're pretty... They, they like to stay in their mountain. Would the fact that the games are happening right now be more likely that there would be some here? Well, actually, I was just going to say... Like, okay, like, while sorry you, to interrupt you. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> well, I, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I, like, yeah. while this whole conversation has been happening, yeah. you started to hear like muffled announcements mm-hmm. and that like... Yeah. And it's actually louder because you're a little closer to the, to the arena than you would have been coming into town. And they've started games. So as you're talking about that larger little pot... It says dragon. It's funny you say say dwarfkin. That there's a there's a dragonkin fighting fighting down there today. Huh. Uh, chagrin, chagrin the brass something or other. I don't know. You should go see it. You ever seen a dwarfkin? Or a, I'm sorry, dragonkin? No. Well, I mean, only in distance. There'd be no way to speak with him, would there? Well, I don't know, but it'd still be cool to see. Yeah, would be. Maybe there's an option. I unfortunately don't have a lot of time today. Mother has me fairly well packed with scheduling and preparing for the evening, but. If one of you can try to research and find if there's any Dwarfkin or Dragonkin we can speak to and ask about the Pyrian lands, that would be helpful. I have a couple errands to run myself and maybe a a different wardrobe option since I'm going to be gracing your presence this evening. (laughs) You look fine, Hulk. You shouldn't need to change your clothes. I'm going in this. I'll go find a change of clothes. (laughs) Could you at least make sure you wash it first? Yeah, hold. Make sure you wash it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, if, let's just finish up breakfast. I have something I need to do as well, so we will meet up at the... You're not going event? back to the house? Not right away. Alright, so we're meeting at your house this evening? Do we have a time for the party? I'm sure. Um, yeah, we give them the date. Yeah, there. we give them yeah, the time. We'll say, like, where to meet. Five is when you're kind okay. of expected to be okay. there. Guests could come anytime after that, really. So the twins probably should be there earlier just because it's their house. Hey, did I catch anything? <laughs> <laughs> Roll your fishing skill. Survival. How about survival? 14. Uh, yeah, you catch something, but it's not worth keeping. Okay. So you I hold it up to Zan to make her scream, <laughs> squeamish. Can I try? Sure. It smells horrible. 25. 
<laughs> so as as you're holding your body, as you're holding this thing in front uh, in front of Zan to make her squeamish, he pulls up this thing that's almost as big as he is, <laughs> and he just punches it a couple of times. It's like this weird, you know, like you've never seen him fish, and apparently that's how they do it. And he just gives it a punch, slaps it around a couple of times, and then he throws it off to the side, and then he just goes back to fishing. Oh. So you get the hey. big thing flopping around on the, the, on the dock. Larder, can you can you cook that up for us? And he gives him a gold. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he like snaps his fingers, and this human that works for him comes over and picks it up because it's too big for him. <laughs> yeah. Watch Larder try to pick it up. Just funny. giant cleaver off the head, just grabs his tail. Oh. Okay. Well, you got me there. <laughs> I fish. Ah, Lucan's laughing. He's having a good time. So we finish our breakfast. The sound of the arena is getting louder too. You know, you hear all kinds of things. You do hear people talking about it, and the chariot races are going on today, and they're they're kind of doing some executions via gladiatorial stuff. Some of the people, it sounds just hearsay from the people in the in the restaurant. Some of the people that were arrested during night's day into whole endeavor, they've been kept up to this point but they're they're executing cultists and things like that oh uh, that's not good <laughs> well, yeah. it's just turned into demons It'll make for a really entertaining show yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right if the crowd is all of a sudden goes silent for a while That'd then we worry <laughs> and the roaring of a giant demon thing <laughs> a balrog yeah. this is where we go full-on walking dead there you go oh, oh no <laughs> So it's going to be good for like a year and then it's bad. It just sucks. They also mentioned that there is bread. The Baker's Guild has provided bread for the arena, so you would be willing, you would be able to go get a little bit of a little bit of bread within a stash stuff. I know Relop likes to do that. Cool. All right, so we finished breakfast. Where do we so go from there? I'll stand up. Hulk, can you walk with me for a moment? And she'll make her way off. I'll see the rest of you this evening. Mm. Okay. I'll follow her. So we'll go down a few streets a little ways away from where the rest of them are. Okay. It's pretty rowdy over here. A lot of, a lot of laborers. Okay. A lot of really large percentage of high orc actually here. Mm-hmm. Try to find a little ways out of the way, not being crowded by people or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know how to say this in front of everyone else, but your initial feeling was correct. You shouldn't come. I know I shouldn't because I know that this is just a a display of prominence and power. Exactly. It's everything that you rail against Mm -hmm. and you're going to see nothing but fake people being fake in extreme opulence and it's going to go against your entire being and I don't want you to have to go through that. I'm looking at this as more of a research opportunity. I don't understand. I mean... This whole adventure that we've had, there's a much larger world than what I had for my perspective a few months ago. So I think it's maybe time to kind of broaden my horizon and see how other people truly live, whether it be in decadence. Because I already had a pretty good idea of what poverty looks like. If you want to learn about opulence, I can teach you or show you that, but not you being paraded around like this. I learn by experience. There's other places to get that experience than this. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I appreciate your concern. Well, it doesn't seem like I'll be able to dissuade you. Unfortunately, probably not. Well, then, I just want to warn you that I will be a different person tonight. 
Duly noted. And I apologize in advance for being that person. I will attempt to be moderately more behaved. She laughs very (laughs) softly at that. Okay. I just wanted to say that before this evening. Anyway, (laughs) uh, enjoy your errands. She'll just make her way. Hurriedly way. I will go opposite direction and go and find the nearest bank. So if you're looking for the, the treasury, mm-hmm. you're going to the to the cathedral, basically. So you okay. just go yep. sort of just south of that. When I get to the uh, the treasury, I am going to cash in 1,500 gold as a marker, and I will have the marker. I will put my brother's name on it. Okay. You you, you lose 10% in the process, so I would Okay, like I'll cover that 10% as well. I want that okay. whole marker to be okay. 1,500. All right. While you are sitting there, you recognize that they, because they have wanted posters all around there, there's a wanted poster for you. It's kind of half covered, and the guy didn't seem to notice that it was there. But it looks like it maybe it was put up after that deal with, with the magistrate. Mm. I'm going to see if I can kind of slide that down. And take um, that. They're, they're kind of behind the counter. It's like a oh, counter, gotcha. and they're along the, wa- the walls off to the side. So okay. you wouldn't be able to just reach up and grab it. Okay. But you might just distract him from looking that direction mm-hmm. or something. I'll just ask him a lot of like uh, any questions about the banking process. <laughs> and oh I've never really done anything with like this amount or anything and he tries to over explain the process of economics to you and mm. sort of talks down to you. I will pretend to be enthralled with the information that he's presenting to me. They get out this disc, this bronze disc, and they etch out what needs to be on it. There's kind of a stamp where they slam it down. It makes this big noise on the on the stone counter and then hands it over to you. Okay. Thank you very much for your contributions. Well, thank you. You have a wonderful day. So, yeah, he says happy Hal's Day. It's just something you say on Hal's Days. Okay. It's the beginning of the week. Yeah, I, I nod to him and scoot on out. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then I'm also going to go get some nicer clothes for tonight. Something with lots of pockets. <laughs> All right. And then I will uh, head back to the uh, Bauer District, and I am going to try and track down my brother. You do know that he actually would be before you know as you before you head that direction. You know that he probably is working down pretty close to where you guys were eating breakfast. Like he's going to be okay. working, you know, working. He's kind of a dock worker in a sense, right? And so mm-hmm. he's he's probably working somewhere along those docks. And you you typically know a few because they move around a little bit depending on the job but you would know basically where to find him yeah i'll go scope out the docks try to track him down anything specific about the clothes just for the visual or you said no just like uh darker darker greens and okay then just lots of pockets all right you find in uh, what they give you is kind of a almost like a herringbone design on the uh, you know a couple of different colors of green you know pretty close but like just enough to give it some texture. Mm-hmm. So you're down at the docks. You see your brother. It doesn't take too long. Okay. And you're going to approach him. Yeah. Headed that direction. And as you, you know, he's maybe two docks down. You know, there's a couple of different, almost like little piers poking mm-hmm. out over the river. And as you are kind of sifting through the crowd, this orc woman, or high orc woman, sorry, comes up in front of you and kind of puts her hand up on your chest. She says, oh, what nice tire you found yourself. Yeah, apparently I clean up pretty nice, I guess. 
She's kind of got a little bit of a blue tinge to her skin. She's got sort of her hair is tied up top and, and kind of comes up into a big sort of curl up front. And she's wearing leather armor. Uh-huh. And she says, don't talk to your brother. And you, you realize, too, that there are other orcs around you that have all sort of started to converge. Mm-hmm. She says, just do what Natick wants you to do. Don't involve your brother. If you warn him off or send him out of town, we know the road's out of town. You go ahead and tell Natick. I'll get what he wants. But I don't work for him after this. And if he ever so hints at hurting my family, I'm going to bring his kingdom down to its knees. She, um... And I won't even wait for a reply. I'm just going to turn around. Okay. As you walk away, you hear her say, He's a cute one! I flip her off. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See these guys all kind of eyeing you as you go as you go by. You also, on your way back, start to get w- nervous about little uh, about you know things like rats going by and mm. birds because you know that Natick has some sort of affinity to small animals and he's got spies everywhere. All right, all right. I will uh, casually wander around town until time to. Uh... <laughs> all right. Actually, what I will do is I will take that disc. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw it through my parents' window. (laughs) 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 Who are these? (laughs) Frisbees were invented. Yeah. Discus. (laughs) (laughs) You get close enough to the house and you start like looking around and you, and you think you're being watched again too. And you still throw it in there. Yep. Don't care. So yeah, there's, it's pretty clear that they're like casing your family. They're making Mm -hmm. sure that you're not going to change things on them. I gave a warning. So, they know what they're bringing on themselves. So, Lucan and Zan, you're both asked. They asked their stuff to kind of prepare for the party, but specifically Nikan, the house historian. Mm. They're asking for some information. Like he's going to scribe down some things, and so it's this sort of long afternoon of. That's what we're giving. So yeah. they told us we're going to do that today. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, okay. I thought Lucan was doing something else. I can certainly review everything if he needs to be doing something else. I could do the whole review. They're kind of asking that you both. Okay, both it's, it's, so one of, it's like a, you're feeling like it's an obligation. Okay. And it's so not after, horribly fun. It's a pretty long couple hours. Lucan will probably actually be pretty excited about it. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured you'd be all about it. Um, but if you had something else you wanted to do first before no, we just, did that. Just beforehand. Yeah, if you have some errand or something, please. Yeah, yeah just beforehand, he's going to go to the church and try to atone for the uh, bandits he took out. Okay. When you get to it. the church, there's an ostiary, um, somebody that's basically his his job is to keep the door. They didn't used to have that, so they've oh. apparently added that since since you know in the last couple months. And you know, you give your credentials, and he he okay. lets you in. But they they kind of watch the doors now that, that they and they didn't used to do that in the same way before. So yeah, you have a, have a talk with one of the clerics on hand. It's almost like a confessional in a mm-hmm. sense, and yeah say some prayers and not feeling great about it, but you're feeling a little bit better. At least you talked about it and you walk out of the cathedral and you pull your, pull your soul sword out and the two marks are still on the soul sword. Mm. Okay. Um, while he was in there, he did give the, uh, gave some money for tithing too. Okay. Merc and Relop, are you guys doing anything special before Mm. the reception? 
I'm gonna go harass more shopkeepers about magical weapons. Okay. Yeah, you you don't seem to find much. It's it, they tell you too. Somebody tells you that it's it's even worse now after the the whole incident with Night's Day because having a enchanted weapon was important when you know things like demons, shadows, because they appeared here too in sure. some ways. I'm gonna specifically go to the unseen servant though, mm-hmm. and uh, see if they can't enchant a weapon. They he does not have that skill set. I'm just barking up trees. <laughs> in Prince Ulm, it's very much like luck of the draw. Like if something happens to sh- turn up, it turns up, and then people grab it as soon as as soon as they can. So it's you're not necessarily barking up trees. You're just hoping to hit the right moment. Sure. Did you need anything, Raylock? Yeah, I would like to sort of farm around the shopping district for um, find familiar components. Is that in- incense? Uh, incense, charcoal, and uh, herbs. Okay, they would so. sell, you, sell you that at the unseen servant for sure. Yeah, I take a pass on that. Okay, I'll yeah, you can get, if you go to the go to the apothecarium. Okay. Yeah, they have plenty of the incense and herbs and stuff. I'd like to go to a barber and get my hair washed and like slicked back, sort of Keanu Reeves sort of. Like, real, you know, like just get a <laughs> as opposed to the big poofy afro that I usually okay. have, and uh, get my beard streamlined so that it's all okay. over the place. All right. So he looks like John Wick, and I look basically like, like John. Uh, don't mess with him, man. John Wick meets Gandalf. Exactly. <laughs> John Gandalf. All right. Perfect fusion. I, I really like the idea that maybe like it stays for a little while, and then yeah, just eventually right, yeah. just sort of like. Slowly starts growing back up like a mane. And then I'm going to get a thing of fine clothes as well. Oh, so he is dressing up. He needed my advice for the first time this entire game. (laughs) I just think of the beard kind of like those shaped dogs like in Westminster. Like it's white poof, but it's just perfectly shaped. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Bichon Frise kind of thing. Kind of as a last, I will go back to the... Uh, ironclad armory. Yeah, the ironclad armory. Oh, it's the armory. Mm-hmm. I'll take them up on their offer. And oh, okay. Eh, I got a long sword. If I need one, I don't need a second one. So they'll just uh, ba- you just want a basic hilt, right? And I actually changed my mind on that. I think I'm going to be in town for a day or two. I think I want something that uh, kind of matches the, the armor. So dark oh. color and then uh, utilitarian or uh, hardy looking. Hmm. Something with maybe like a. This is dwarven, is it not? Can, it, uh, can I see? And he kind of starts, kind sure. of looking at the plating. Oh yes, yes, that's that's dwarven. So you want us to try to match that? Yeah, that'd be nice. I don't know that I have the same metal, but I could get something that has a similar facade. Sure. It's all just for lux anyway. No engraving. Mm, no. All right. I think we can do that for the agreed upon hundred gold. Sure. And I give them. 100 gold. <laughs> was a, that was a, that was a, a pregnant pause. Patient. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking, like, I could give silver, I could give. Oh, so that's the idea. So you actually paid in gold, I guess. Yeah. I, give I, was... I feel like in the edit, I should just put, like, a bunch of crickets. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I give him 100. Gold. <laughs> gold. And, and then just, <laughs> just 
not edit that, it for another 30 mm-hmm. seconds. Not that it matters much. I, I pulled up at some point here uh, the History of the Realm thing that I had written, mm-hmm. and the last fighting between Pyrians and Lucites was 10 years ago. Now, I would, say that, I would okay. say that that's probably not, like, full-on fighting, but, like, it's been, like, Border skirmishes. peace for 10 years. Got yeah. It. And 20 was, like, full-on war. Good to know. Wow, I'm excited. Everybody's all cleaned up and... <laughs> All right, we don't have anything else to do before the party, really, do we? Party? I don't think so. No, but I am bringing Destiny and then the, the Silver Sword's Longsword. I am going armed. <laughs> the, Ditto. Uh, could I fit the bag under uh, cloak and make it kind of look like part of that? Can you bring the your bag, like, stash it underneath your cloak? Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's got a strap that you can... Kind of hang it on your side. and Right, and I figured I could alter the cloak to make it look a little, you know, like I got shoulder pads sort of thing. I, I really love the the image we're creating of the cleaned up Relop. Like, we need... Which won't last long. We need somebody to create <laughs> oh, an no. artist rendition. No, it's a one night only. <laughs> we need an artist rendition of Relop at this party. Like, <laughs> so, like, are we talking shoulder pads? Really, or the or whole talking group. Like... <laughs> Lakata looked the exact same in every picture for the entire campaign. <laughs> Always bright shining armor. And there's Tom Cod. <laughs> yeah, like Barney on uh, How I Met Your Mother. Did you ever see that episode where he can't take a bad picture? Take it, yeah, yeah. It's like, quick in picture. He's always just like perfectly like, he's, t- yeah. adjusting his tie. Yeah, like they make him like, like sneeze or something. They take the picture and team. somehow he still looks that way. Is there going to be a moment? Can I talk to Zan for a second? No. Sure. Type of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. She's gonna be pretty busy all day with dress yeah. fitting, so it'll be. I guess at some point when I run into Zan, when mm-hmm. I get there and kind of see her, it could just be her and I. I want to say, hey, mm-hmm. we're talking relap up like he's a bard, correct? That would be the idea. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to nope. make sure. Good to check. Hope he brings his loot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll have his bag with him. <laughs> He never leaves that behind unless he disappears in the middle of the night. I missed something over here. That's right. No, I was that laughing at the idea of him playing his loot for all these people. Oh, yeah, he was a great dressed, bard. And dressed up the way he is. Yeah. He does play the loot. He's yeah, proficient. He's played. Oh, yeah, I forget. So, yes, uh, bard. That is, that's what we're going with. Bubba bard. All right. Do you have a performance skill? You don't. Do you? I don't. He has a loot skill. I do have a loot skill. Oh, that was the madness proficiency, yeah. Yeah. I'm also going to put the uh, staff in the bag as well. All right. So the twins are standing in the sort of ballroom in the house. Oh, we have to be there at the beginning? Mm-hmm. We can't yeah. make an entrance? Dang. Oh, no, because you're receiving. Yeah, you know. yeah. I'm imagining you're armored up, oh, Lucan. Yeah. For sure. Kind of, you know, and they've got them all buffed up and, you know, everything's super shiny. The mithril, it's not hard to do anyway. There's a kind of an extra purple sash that they've got across your chest. They're going to put a little lace around your neck to kind of hang down over the... Sounds sounds all right? Yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever they dress you in. All right. Zan, what kind of dress did you... Purple, obviously. Very intricate weavings of the leaf and vine type situation that's kind of on her shield. But it's all on the dress, you know, bodice and corset up and then the long kind of flowing gown downwards a little, a little bit out poofed out a little bit it kind of comes up the side and then cuts inward towards her arms but there's no sleeves to it and it kind of goes up to her neck and comes around on her left forearm she has the serpentine bracelet that we just got and then there is a gold chain kind of intermixed with it and it comes down and into her hand and around her middle finger that is where i'm going to have the phylactery the uh or reliquary oh okay 
no sword, no shield, but she has the reliquary in her hand, in her left hand. Okay. Because it's going to be able to act as a holy symbol if she needs it for whatever reason. Gotcha. Without having to have weapons. And then, of course, she has a pretty ornate-looking necklace-type situation, but then the angel-winged one is in the middle of that. Sure. She had to kind of accessorize around (laughs) the non-detection thing to keep it on Mm -hmm. her. But she still has that. And then otherwise, just jewelry and that sort of thing. Her platinum hair is in updo with some curls kind of coming in front of her face and that sort of thing. Okay. All right. They both look like a million bucks. (laughs) They do start announcing nobility, you know, different families coming in. Before people do come in, Mm -hmm. I want to kind of go to a little side section before we start receiving people. And I'm going to put uh, enhanced ability on myself and hype up charisma. Okay. How long long does that An hour. So every hour I'm going to have to switch that out and I can do it for three hours. Okay. So we'll see how long the party goes. But for the receiving line part of it, at least to start, okay. I'll have it. All right. Dad will marry you off in a no time. <laughs> <laughs> so she looks great. She almost has like a glow about yeah, her. Yeah, right? It's weird. But she's mad looking. <laughs> <laughs> what if you did that and then you, you start saying things and every and I just made everybody respond to you as yeah. if you said something else? Yeah, so perfect. you're like, Lucan, why don't you just shut up? And he's like... Like, oh, thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this still looks too good. <laughs> and more she was casting it just to see if the reliquary worked because she heard that it's a holy symbol, but she's mm-hmm. never actually cast through it. So yep. she was yep. trying it out to see if it was. Yep. I have an hour of charisma bonuses for the receiving sure. line. Yeah. I mean, it's really like the holiest of symbols in your yeah, family. For, for sure. sure. Your father does mention the the reliquary too. Like, oh, I, you know, mm-hmm. I see that you have taken good care of, of Amastasia. I appreciate that course so families are sort of brought in you know there's kind of a stairs up into this side of the house it's built for this purpose mm-hmm. and so then there's an, an announcer or a, i don't know what you call it yeah. exactly but a, um like dwight fruit in that episode where he's yelling out everybody's name or firefly and uh yeah yeah the fancy part yep. um and so a lot of that is happening and you're hearing names like batty and contrary and bellin and there's, you know, so there's humans and Saradin families. Uh, not everybody is represented or, you know, or as far as, like, you're not getting full families. It just depends on mm-hmm. on who could come. Every major family is represented. Hules, the Fabers, you know, they're all of the, the major nobility. Except for the Walnirs. And when they come in, uh, you're, yeah, you're right, actually. You're right, because the Walnirs are in Wood's End. And so there are, there are not actually any Walnirs here. And as they come through, it's almost like, you know, it's it's like a receiving line. Mm-hmm. And it's, even Lucan is not very excited about the receiving line. You know, you're just this sort of droll, all these people coming in and, and putting their hands out for these pretentious interactions. But it's just what is done at these parties. There's music playing. There's a kind of a small band of bards that have been hired out here. The word is that there's somebody special coming later to perform, and so haven't exactly said said who it was. They, you know, food will be served later. Right now, it's drinks, and there's servants coming around and and passing out drinks. So after the place is starting to fill up a little bit, Relop and Holg and Merck, are you guys all coming together? How's this? Going? Uh, on my way there, uh, going past different estates and stuff. I think it's appropriate to have a gift, so I'm going to cut flowers from other gardens okay. and put together a bouquet. Okay. 
as I'm going along, and I will hand that off to the Herald as he announces my arrival. Herald! Herald! Thank you. Herald. Herald. Perfect. Perfect. That's what they're called. Yep. Here. There you go. All right. Um, (laughs) There are a couple of clergy that are sort of by the doors as you come in. It's sort of a sort of like good luck. It's like the church is sort of looking over the party. And as you walk in, whole, you know, of course they're asking names and, and when they ask, it's funny because they'll be like, they'll sort of say, they're just talking very normally. And then when they go to announce, they're like, whole dream of Prince Orm! And it's like this weird accent that comes out when the accent wasn't there initially. <laughs> but before you are announced Holg, one of the clergy, he has white curly hair, but he looks a lot younger than that hair would uh, denote. denote. Thank you. And he says, and this is just, it's just you and him. There's nobody else within earshot. And he says, you know, the third sons would pay you for the information handsomely if you could get it and deal with your problems in another way. Hmm. Holg is very aware that the third sons yeah. have a heavy presence in Prince Holm. It's a spy network. They're, they're, it's a big business in information. And he's sort of dealt with them before. And then the guy kind of goes back into his mode. Like he, It's like he drops this act of being a cleric, or maybe he is a cleric, right? But he's obviously a third son. And then he kind of goes right back into it. And you get announced, and before you could even respond, yeah. you're sort of <clears throat> entering the party. Yeah. I have a question. Are they taking people weapons away? Um, they offer to, you know, can we, can we take, any, and, but they're not actually disarming. Okay. Yeah, Just curious. Absolutely not. These and are my babies. There's, <laughs> there's lots of soldiers in purple here. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people that are, nobody's going to cause any tr- trouble here. You can imagine. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, somebody like Lucan, for instance, they want him bristling with weapons. They want to show him off, mm-hmm. show that off. Ding. <laughs> the teeth shimmer every time. You're gonna announce these two? Yeah. Yep. Same idea. Relop, uh, Greenleaf, Ningle, of, and then he stops, and he asks, "The gr- really great wood? Yeah. Of the great wood? Like there's a weird pause. Lucan turns to Zan and goes, "Whoa, look at Relop." <laughs> He cleaned up. And without Mercenary saying it, he says, Mercenary the Strong! Ah, of, do, you t- do you tell him Wood's End? Uh, no. <laughs> of Lucidum! Uh, not there either. <laughs> like, Zan actually physically like starts laughing into her hand. <sighs> this was a mistake. <laughs> oh, it's a horrible mistake. Oh, here we are. <laughs> No, like, you don't understand, Relop. Like, there are people here that would know me. I don't know why I came. I'm going to just start going around and shaking everybody's hand. <laughs> like, like, the, like, aggressive handshake. Like, hey, how you doing? And just, like, tugging on hands. <laughs> I'm just getting that Animal House vibe, the Tim Mathis thing. <laughs> oh, Griba, damn glad to meet you. <laughs> to every person in the party. <laughs> Lucan says to Zan, well, uh, it looks like Hulk's trying. Oh, oh Griba, Griba thieving. Hold Griba. Griba thing. <laughs> are you just LLC. from the office? LLC. Are you, you're not 
pick, pickpocketing or anything, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> Yo, yeah, she's just like, I, I'm well aware that if something comes up missing, I know exactly who's going to get blamed first. It's yeah. the one high arc <laughs> of the entire building. Are there any other high arcs here? No. I didn't think so. Only one. No. Not invited. Yeah. Is there only one gnome as well? In fact, around? even the servants. The servants are yeah. either Saradin or they're human. Wow. Ooh. Welcome to the country club. <laughs> Just wait until I defecate on the floor. Oh, man. <laughs> In three, two. <laughs> so I, I would like to do a perception check. Do I see anybody that I recognize other than the party members? Yeah, you, you don't. You don't think you recognize anybody. There's certainly there's some colors that you recognize because you you know a little bit about some of the nobility sure. and things like that. And and the so main one know. I'm looking out is for the contraries. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's definitely contraries there, mm-hmm. and you see the the patriarch is there. I'm blanking on his name. Rip. Yes, thank you. Rip Contrary. It's kind of the the older gentleman in the family, and in fact, as you are kind of checking him out and looking at his crew. You see that it's him. You also see a daughter. You can't remember what her name is. And then you see a, a blonde kind of young man with him. And there's somebody from one of the Huel house that is talking to him. And, and actually, they he asks where, where your lovely wife Marjorie is. And you're kind of eavesdropping for a second, right? Cause you're oh, yeah. Checking. And... He doesn't answer, actually, but the daughter chimes in. And she's kind of a stern woman, you know, just this kind of harsh response almost. But she says, oh, yes, Marjorie is home with the the newborn. Some woods end notion of child rearing. I don't know that the wet nurse probably could have done the job, but uh, she, she will not be attending this evening. I... Slightly relieved, but the contraries themselves may recognize me, so I will uh, just vacate that area. Okay. Roll your perception again. Well, that was much better. That's uh, I'd have to look it up. It's, uh, mm-hmm. I rolled a natural 20. Okay. First off, you notice that Zan looks amazing tonight, but because you were focusing on the contraries, you notice that young blonde guy is really staring her down like he's like honed in on Zan. And maybe it's just because she looks great. But you do notice that. And the contraries are human, right? They're not certain. They're right. not certain. Right? right. Yep, they're human. Their colors are red and gold. Most of them are blonde. I'm really not stealing from Game of Thrones. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what has got you so riled up? The contraries my older sister married them. She knows who I am. Your sister's here? No. She's apparently at home with her child, which is great for me, but the contraries themselves may recognize me. What's the problem in that? I'm supposed to be dead. Well, that's uh, problematic. <laughs> Alright, well, we can... Which ones are the contraries? Contraries? That's uh, the the red and gold ones, the blondes, including that guy right there that's staring at Zan. It's great. <laughs> well, that's going to be awkward. Yeah. <laughs> well, are they primarily just kind of in one second, like one area of the? Yeah, currently. I mean, people mingle are mingling. Right, right. Are we done with the receiving line by this point? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we can finally start to step down from the dais. Yes. Mingling. Yep. Stop okay. Mingling. Yep. 
They're bringing around little hors d'oeuvres and obviously drinks. You can have, it's mostly wine, but if you wanted something else, they, they would certainly find it. They are going to set up tables a little bit later, but for now it's just kind of happy hour. As I'm introducing myself to everybody else around, I am making sure to always have at least a partially full wine glass to grab as the next one goes by. (laughs) (laughs) So you're getting lit. Um, No, not not yet. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Takes a while. Well, I'm figuring this is like decadence and all that stuff so what i do is i drink half a glass of wine put it back grab something else (laughs) (laughs) so he's getting wet just he's half a glass of wine it's more more turnt (laughs) are lucan's parents available for me to start introducing the crew to sure the mother and father Mm -hmm. okay so he he kind of grabs them and well first he wants to get the items he bought for them so he'll get them, them as a gift the i bought them birthstone jewelry uh, rings and I forgot you got those. Yeah, so he says, "Hey, you got come on down. I'll introduce you to everyone." I don't know if Zan's close by. Nope. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> She's talking to a bunch of different people. Okay, well, he's like, "Let's go get Zan." Okay, I put my drink down and then I'll follow. <laughs> you talking to us? Yeah, yep. he's rallying us to meet his mom and dad. Yeah, yeah. Lucan's kind of waving you guys over as he's going over to get Zan <laughs> with his parents. Do you need me to be there when you introduce them? Yeah. Come with us. You Come need to us. be with us. Obviously. By, by this point, real up, your hair is sticking straight up. On is the it? Really? <laughs> it's like a, like a Bob something Ross. about Mary moment. Like, oh, no. no. Dang no. it. She kind of like coughed herself a little bit and just points to her, her head to like him. Maybe just like lit. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you got a great idea brewing there, buddy. <laughs> Well, once Lucan gets them all together, he will say, uh, Mother, Father, this is Merc, Relot, and Hold. And these are my parents, Good. which I forget their names Valna all the time. Erden. <laughs> Valna and Erden Amastasia. Is Serial here too, I assume? Yes. Is she with them? Yeah. Oh, and, and, she's, our, and our sister Serial. And she's moving around a little bit, yeah. but yeah, she, she comes over. Like, she sees that you're going to introduce yeah. she's excited to see these people so they basically shake hands and Balna puts her hand out kind of in a uh, I shake it yeah it's, a, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like you're, it's for you to kiss it or something and yeah. she's actually okay with that you know she's, yeah, she's just, pretty I, I do whatever the proper greeting is if it's to kiss the hand I would kiss the hand okay All right. Relap, what do you do uh, I'm making the note that he knows how to do that that's <laughs> news yeah, I'll take Merck's lead and kiss her hand. Okay. <laughs> I'll smooch your hand. <laughs> so it's not even the brush like you're supposed to. It's like a full eye. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so That's not what he did. <laughs> say, you know, thank now you. the back of her hand. Well, yeah, it's not so wet. <laughs> I mean, they say thank you for your part in keeping our children safe and for fighting against the darkness. Ukon pats Merc on the back and go, this guy's one of the toughest guys I've ever been around. Erdin says, I, I believe that. That's interesting armor that you have. Yeah, I found it in Lucidum of all places. That's far away from the dwarves that made it, right? It's Yeah. Looks, looks to be dwarven? That's what I'm told. I, uh, I don't actually read the runes that are on it. Are you learned? Uh, I, a small bit. Mercenary actually trained at Wood's End. Is Master Orum around? Maybe they would like to discuss. Uh, yeah. Orum, he says. He's here somewhere. Uh, I, Let me go find him. And she'll, uh, just, uh, she'll take off. 
<laughs> uh, he actually curses Honoré's breath, which, and then he, um, that's, uh, I'm going to go find him too. And I'm going to run after her. <laughs> <sighs> this is not good for me. Yeah, I, I'm not, you have to excuse me. Are you are you not feeling well? <laughs> no, I'm all a flutter. I'm gonna start interjecting myself into the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. I'm gonna just start complimenting their house and everything, and just kind sure. of slowly ease my way between Merc and. Okay, nice. they're very. So it's, he can make his. They escape. actually very much turn to you because they're mm-hmm. they've never actually met a woodland gnome before, so they're fascinated by the. They want to talk about the you know the wood and. Sure. I'll regale them with stories from the Great Wood and the Border Wood and Okay. Anything they wanna know I'll All right. I'll tell them about. I imagine like you you talk about meeting the elf queen once, right? This yeah. sort of thing. So like they look at each other like very skeptically. Like what <laughs> Tell what, tales. What is an elf queen? You know, there's no <laughs> such thing as an elf queen. She lives uh, north of the Great Wood. They sort of a long pause Well well it was a pleasure meeting you. <laughs> Master Relap. His Merc out by then? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> so, Merc, are you go, doing anything specific? Or are you? I think I'm going to go outside and get some air. and uh, I'm going to strategically retreat outside and get some air and uh, come up with uh, an idea of what to do next. Lucan, you are kind of, you know, you just, just got done talking to, to your folks a little bit and kind of introducing them, and you, you're kind of happy because you feel like it went pretty well and you turn around and you're somebody kind of puts their arm around you just sort of and it's your uncle anil arasia he's the lord of the dearborn nice. um he's brother to your mom hey how you doing uncle he says i'm i'm very well thank you and you see he's got a little bit of a little bit of booze in him already just in the way he's you know he's a little hazy in his, <laughs> in his sight what is the food serve I hope soon. I'm ready for some food. Sounds like you've had a pretty good show of yourself in the last month or two, huh? Mm-hmm. It's been interesting, to say the least. I'm proud of you. Have, you. have you found a weapon to put into that sheath I gave you? I have not yet. But it still stays right at my side, which he shows him. Do you, do you, does that actually hang from you? Mm-hmm. Like yep. you keep it? Oh, okay. I didn't yep. know if you kept it in a bag or something. We had talked about it before we ever started the campaign. Gotcha. That he would always keep it on him. But gotcha. Oh, he says, oh, yeah. Well, keep looking. There's a weapon out there for it. Yeah, absolutely. How big is the sheath? Dagger-sized. Like dagger-sized. Okay. It's got an owl embroidered on it, and then it has antlers all around it, so it's kind of a mix of your two families. Cool. He says, I'll never let this leave my side, uncle. And then he uh, does a cheers with the drink that Lucan has, and he says, let's go get some food. That sounds good. I hear we're having honeyed dormice. Yeah, it's going to be great. That's great. And I and skate with it as well. Skate's a type of fish. Awesome. <laughs> fish again. <laughs> <a good thing. laughs> I gotta make sure Relop knows it's about this. Dual fish day. <laughs> hey Relop, try out the skate. It's very, very good. They do it kind of spicy, typically. It's a here. spicy fish. Cool. Right. So do you go find Yeah. Uh, She's going to find a worm. Yeah. Right. She can't find him, she'll find Balthazar and ask him where Orm yeah. is. Yeah, he's he's there. He's kind of you know, sort of brooding off to the side. You know, yeah. Orm is. Yeah, or, you know, okay. this is not his scene necessarily. Like, no, of he's, course not. He's, is he all fancily armored up? Yeah. Does he have warmonger on his back? Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's you know looking a little uncomfortable. There's no lace on him. He doesn't allow the lace over the armor. Sure. Good evening, Master Orm. 
looking beautiful, young lady. Thank you. Have you had a chance to meet any of my compatriots this evening? I have not. Well, there's one in particular I think you would like to meet. He's from your area, I believe. Oh, from Wood's End? Yes, and also a skilled sword fighter. You might have a lot to talk about. Great, yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find him, and I'll start looking around the okay. party for him. By this time, he's ducked outside. Yeah. Well, if you find him, just uh, you know where I'll be. I'll bring him your way, and I'll try to describe him to him. Like, if you find him before I do, feel free to approach him. Sure. When you go to describe him, you start talking about his moppy hair, and then you're yeah. like, whoops. Oh, I no, mean... no, no. Yeah. <laughs> wait, he, wait, he's got a cut. He looks like this now. <laughs> she kind of re-describes it for him. You turn around, and Aris Contrary is standing in front of you. Hulk's behind me, too. Mm-hmm. Is he there? Mm-hmm. Do I see Hulk and him? Yeah, basically. His whole, are you next to me, or are you behind him? Behind. Could you give us a moment? Uh, yeah, I'm going to just go that way. Just Are you looking at Xan at all? She's giving you the don't go eyes. <laughs> do I notice? That's a, that's a good in question. Yeah. We'll do insight on that. No, he still gets to make his decision. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he takes that. I'm just telling you what I'm putting out there. You tell us mechanically how this yeah, works. <laughs> 17. All right, so yeah, you, you, you can see what she's doing. I actually can't because she was supposed to be giving me a tour of the place. Right, the tour. Um, yes, uh, Lord Katrari will have to speak later. Uh, I, I have too much business to attend to. If you excuse me, and she'll just make her way past. Right, roll your and do one of those figure waves roll your as we walk away. In sight. <laughs> it's seven. <laughs> okay. You're not quite sure what the deal is, like what he's doing. He kind of steps, steps back and he, again, is kind of looking at her yeah. and then he turns around and walks away for now. Bye. She grabs your arm and then let you guys go arm in arm together okay. to the party. That way. The Herald announces some more people, you know, and it's happening every mm-hmm. once in a while. But he actually announces a couple of people that have, like, epithets. And so what you recognize, basically some of the gladiators from the place have been brought here, you know, so it's kind of a novelty, like celebrities, right? And so one of the people that they announce is Sir Callan Arokia, who is one of the Saradin. He's a, he's a charioteer. He's kind of a famous, he's really well known in, in town here. But then the ones that really, that's not surprising because he's from the Arokia family. Mm-hmm. But what grabs your attention is that there's, Mave the Scourge of Salome, and Chagrin the Brass Hammer. And when, you, and when that gets called out, yeah, we both stop. It's a dra- dragonkin. This dragonkin walks in. He's brass in color. Really, honestly, like the twins have seen some, but like not very often. It's mm-hmm. a novelty for them to see him. I don't think anybody else would have seen a dragonkin. Mm-hmm. Like even even though they're sometimes in Princeholm, they're not in Hulk's neck of the woods. And so it's pr- it's pretty interesting. Like this dragon. You know, humanoid-sized with dragon features and, and these brass scales. He's got kind of a, an armor that almost mimics his own scales. <clears throat> and comes out, he's got huge hands, like just monster mitts, basically. You notice about him as he comes in. And it's just everybody sort of turns and looks like people have been kind of checking out the high orc, but like suddenly <laughs> bigger distraction than I am. Yeah, this party. Suddenly, yeah, suddenly they are very interested. I am. Um, okay they also with call. This. So there's basically there's five of them in all. There's the, so there's Mave the the scourge of Solomon. There's Chagrin the brass hammer, who is this <clears> dragonkin. There is Shamlasa the sting, who is a female gnome. There's Cragamore the destroyer. 
who is a human. His armor kind of it has like he doesn't have a weapon on him, but you you could see him carrying a trident. Like he has mm. that sort of look to him. And then uh, Aduro the executioner. Again, he's human as well, and he has his armor is more like leather. Okay. And then, so people just kind of flock over there. They want right. to to meet these gladiators because these are not just any gladiators. It's, these are like the celebrities for the for these kind of events. Sweet. Do you, are you actually giving him a tour of the place? Maybe I should, should look to Hogan. Like, do you actually want to see the Parliament House? Yeah. I mean, I guess it sells the lie. Let, let's go. Yeah. And so yeah. she'll just lead him through the party. Okay. And- All right. It's really ridiculously big like you you are really surprised how many rooms Mm -hmm. are in here like there's a game room with like their version of a pool table and there's a bathroom that that you go into this is this place is plumbed it's kind of set up to it's hooked up to the they call them the jakes in town Mm -hmm. and there's kind of the the ones that like the party goers there's there's a place to go to the restroom there but then she brings you to one to a bathroom that's, it's just really opulent, like a lot of metal and sort of marble and must be sort of the where the parents right. bathe or something. And, you know, she doesn't seem to bring you to every little place. She does... It's more pointing out the rooms. The gist of things, yeah. yeah. She does show father's study, which jumps out at <clears throat> you as maybe something note. Mm-hmm. Um, Mental note on that. Anything else that might look as possible business office or something like that. No, the business office Studies seems like it'd be in the study. Be the like that's, and you can yeah. see that there's desks and drawers and papers on the desk, and it seems to be a place of business. Okay. She seems a little more relaxed walking around, too. Like, down at the party, you can tell she's very uptight and... That she's putting on this air, but now she's a little more natural than she normally does walking around with you. So, who was the guy who wanted to talk to you? Oh, that was Eros Contrari. And who's he? One of the lords in town. Why would he want to talk to you? Oh, he's been a thorn in my side since childhood. I just wanted to get away from him. Inside Jack? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, look, he's going to ask a question here. <laughs> How good am I at deception? Not bad. Got 20. Dirty 20. I got 18. Woo! Uh, yeah. Mm, checks out. That's fine. He seemed yeah. annoying. I've got other things <laughs> on my mind anyway. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's just kind of saying it in passing, kind of still walking you through the tour. So she'll, she'll take him around to the various you know, places. You could just, like, up. beat him up, and he'd probably leave you alone. <laughs> that wouldn't be looked on too well. That always worked in my childhood. <laughs> Not in mine, unfortunately. We have different rules. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, I suppose we should probably go back and... Ah, yes. Before I do, and then she's going to cast Enhanced Ability again, because I'm assuming the hour is getting close to being yeah, done, right, probably. Sure. So she'll recast it. Ooh, okay. shiny. Before she goes down. Like, yeah, you see her hold up this <laughs> little... She has this little vial in her hand, and it's got, like, a bone fragment in it, and it's surrounded by purple, and she kind of grips it as she casts, and it glows. Yeah. And What do we got up. there? Oh, this is the uh, reliquary of Amastasia. It's bone of one of my ancient relatives. You can use it as a holy symbol. Mm-hmm. I don't have my sword with me, I'm afraid. Yeah. Anyway, she now looks a little bit more glowing again. Right. Okay. Well, Shall I we? don't know yeah, I guess. if it was day or night. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're just going to recall that spell. So she's going to, all right, ready? And, she'll and go. Yeah, you can see her just kind of like straighten up. And just kind of breathe and then put a smile on her face and go down the staircase. And it's all facade. I'll slouch <laughs> and strut down. 
we've gone that long. So mercenary, you're outside and standing up at the top of these steps off to the side. There's a kind of a potted plant there that a couple people are smoking a pipe out there and they're kind of like knocking the remnants of their pipe into the, into the plant. So I stand out there and contemplate for a while and I think how well I actually know Orem and if, uh, our bond would be enough for his silence. And I decided to gamble because if I get outed, well, I've kind of been outed. I feel like I've been outed a little bit anyway. But if I walk away, the group will know something's up. So I go back and try to find Orem when he is by himself. Okay. Not with any of these people. Okay. So you go in, and he pretty much is by himself. Like, he's he's not one to mingle very much. And as you're starting to walk that direction, they have another announcement. And so the entertainment is here. And everybody just freaks out because the Amistashes have apparently got... They basically say Octor is his name. And Octor is a traveling bard in the realm. And he's very well received. He's kind of a celebrity, like, across the realm. He's the kind of guy that would probably be accepted in Parian lands, too. Like, he's the what race excited is he? about him. He's human. He's blind. And he travels around. He has an apprentice. It's his, basically his apprentice and his partner. And that apprentice, you know, obviously helps him get around and kind of and nowadays works with him. And so he's going to perform some things and he's going to tell some tales. And people are very excited about that because it's 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 like rock star time in Prinzel. The ladies all start swooning right over. <laughs> right, right, right. Which is funny because he's like this old blind gentleman. He's got kind of white hair, balding on top. Like he's, you know, he's he's just known for being this like great storyteller. All of these extra distractions. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. look at what, like I'm helping you out. I'm not even meaning to. Xan <laughs> will start like applauding yes. from the staircase as we're both coming down. Right. So like, yeah, just I was as, kind of thinking that. So um, like he enters from one side, you guys are entering, coming down yeah. the staircase, and so Merck's making his way in through the door, there heading is. towards Orum. Octor, his apprentice and partner is named Halloran, and he is Halloran is a much younger. He's dark. He's dark skinned kind of tight black curls he wears kind of a lot of jewelry gold earrings and he's going to do some playing of the lute while Octor tells his tales and so they'll sort of start in you know he thanks everyone and they get him a glass of wine and he's takes a couple of sips and he says we we will do all the the majority of the entertainment uh, I am told after after the meal, and, and you can see too that they're setting up tables off to the off to the side, and so it'll be time to f- officially eat soon. But he says, "I have had a request specifically to sing the Ballad of Night's Day." <laughs> so it is not my song, of course, but I but I am going to do my best. I will point out that my singing is not what I'm the the most known for, but I will. You're kind enough to have me. I will try to. Accommodate. Lucan starts clapping. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine Merck and Relop are just like, well. <laughs> Merck actually puts his head, like his head down and just shakes and <laughs> keeps know? headed towards Orm. Okay. He's like not stopping. He's not looking. He's not acknowledging right. this. So they get the loot out and he kind of begins and he says, you know, please forgive me if I get any of this wrong. Again, it's a song that's kind of been passed around. 
Come hear a tale from night's day, when light was nearly swept away. The darkness was no match for light's champions. Hellfire cracked the church in two, not prophecies were coming true. The fight looked all but lost for light's champions. There's a couple of stanzas or verses as they are, and as he sings through, basically the next verse kind of goes, talks a little bit about Faridwin. Then the verse after that goes into, talks a little bit about Albus sort of holding off Faridwin. As that's happening, you guys all sort of look around at everybody, and you notice like specifically the servants all are like enraptured. Like they all, like, you know, everybody's all like, yes, very nice. But the servants, the lower class people in the room, love this song like they're and and when he does the lights champions thing they kind of sing along like they you know they chorus yes exactly yeah so then it gets to a couple you know those stanzas go by and then we start name dropping (laughs) (laughs) you're just gonna make this super awkward (laughs) (laughs) all right cool (laughs) cool cool this is great yeah Alright, chasms lay before the few, strong mercenary ripped a pew, one arm slung out a bridge for light's champions. When that verse comes through, everybody looks at Merc over here who just came in, (laughs) and he makes eye contact specifically with Orem Gladlin, Mm -hmm. and Orem just sort of pauses for a second, and you do get the idea that he recognizes you. As they span the mouth of hell, the orc page slipped and nearly fell. He kissed the crown and prayed for Light's Champions. <laughs> Light's barred Wobber Waggle Hall juggled his knives and threw them all. The brave gnomish leader of Light's Champions. And people sort of applaud that in, part they got in right. relapse direction, <laughs> and it, get the remix. And the parents look a lo- <laughs> look a little bit confused because they were not introduced to this wobble wobble. Right. Um, there's also a stanza after that about the light going out, and half of you don't hear it because you're just, you know, nervous about what what's coming next. <laughs> Xanafia Lightbringer, the pressing dark could not stop her. She filled the shrine with light for light's champions. And then there's a stanza after that that basically deals with Albus taking his last stand. And so everybody in the room sort of, you know, the five of you, I mean, just sort of is irritating as some of it is. That part gets you a kind little bit. Kind of a gut punch. Lucan of the lightning strike with lighted sword darkness did smite. Thus giving all new hope to light's champions. There's a stanza after that that deals with the light tower and the beam coming in. And then, Ozanafia, which fell, picked up a sword and used it well. She ended Faradwen for Light's Champions. This was a tale from night's day, when true evil was kept at bay. The darkness is no match for... Lights, champions, and on that last one, like everybody sort of joins in, and everybody applauds, and they're all, and people are like coming over to the to those of you that they see and kind of giving hugs. Uh, there's a sort of an awkwardness with yeah, the orc like page thing. Right, right. Yeah. 
No, um, no. Both swords. No, 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 so yeah, so no. they're being sur- you know surrounded. What's funny too is that this dragon kid actually comes over to Relop, and he's all like, p- kind of punch him in the shoulder, like <laughs> you know, good job, <laughs> that kind of thing. It's so cool. Take fifteen points of damage. Fifteen, fifteen, fifteen. Unarmed, natural. So just as that song's ending, and they they're announcing that food is being served. The you know the family has a specific table, but otherwise you just sort of slide in wherever. But as that's happening, Orm Gladlin's coming your direction. Very well, stay on my course. Can I see them meeting from where I am up on the stairs? Yeah, I suppose. She'll start making her way down that direction. Okay. And she's kind of wiping her face and eyes on the way down. There's a kind of big crowd in between you. Yeah. She's gonna start. They'll get some conversation in. When I get up to him, I'm just Orm. Mr. Olnir. A part of me is dead. I tend to keep it that way. Will you help me? So, it's mercenary now, is it? Yeah, not my most creative moment. I think we should probably talk soon. Not here. Of course not here. But yes, your family and your grandfather were very important to me. I'm certainly not about to share secrets that you don't want shared. I appreciate it. Just about that time, Zan comes walking up. Oh, you've met. Yes, yeah, we were discussing uh, where he's from in, in Wood's End. It seems that we're, we're from a very similar place. In fact, I, I believe that he was trained by some of the same people that I was trained by. Yeah, I remember all the stories. I wanted to formally introduce the two of you, but I'm glad you've finally met each other. Dinner's being served. Are you ready to go? Yeah, so I hear uh, down here they like honey dorm mice. It's a particular taste, but yes. Crunchy? <laughs> not true. I hear that's part of the appeal. That does not sound appealing. <laughs> it's it's an acquired taste. Shall we? And she'll help guide him towards the meal. Okay. All right. It's actually pretty good, right? Like it's savory and kind of sweet and and then the skate, it's a the the weirdest thing about it is just the mixture, right? Like you've got this fish kind of spicy fish with this glazed dormouse almost you know and mm. so it's a for many of you that's actually the biggest thing to get used to is just that it's an odd pairing in your minds I'm going to talk up the gladiators particularly uh, the dragon again mm-hmm. yeah he kind of likes you yeah <laughs> yeah. he's happy to kind of sit next to you in fact yeah I'll uh, once we're seated and eating I'm going to take the cloak off for a second slide the pack out and pull out the egg and ask him if he can take oh. a look at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sit no. on this for a while? <laughs> what, I, what, what is that? It's an egg and it, the markings on it strike me as similar. Similar to? Your race. Oh. Is that? I No, I, I don't think it's draconic. Oh, okay. I'm also speaking to a man draconic. Oh, okay. Because I speak it. Cool. Yeah, he really likes you. Right. Where do you come from? You come from under the mountain. Oh, up north. Mm. Were you captured, or are you a free man? Or oh, I'm I'm a free man. Yeah, all all of us here are free. So, are you like a traveling troop? We come down for cer- certain events. Okay. Um, this is probably my fourth time doing the the games here in Prince Holm. How long do the games run? Two weeks, I believe. Are you staying in the area? Oh, yes, yes. They have lodging for us. 
Hmm. Thinking of heading up to the uh, back gate. Hmm. Do you mind if... Do you travel with people, or do you know, are there caravans that go northward? I mean, I'll, I'll travel with, with my, my crew here. Mm. We all typically work together. Maeve is her name. She's sitting kind of close to, and she's kind of this dark-skinned, kind of long, curly hair. She says, you are not the kind of gnome that we're used to seeing up in in those parts, correct? Is, is it correct? Not, not from Rontman? No, I'm not from Rontman. Where are you from? Actually, I'm from the uh, east of your area. It's a place called the Borderwood. Hmm. Sure. I understand you have a uh, wood in that area as well. Do you mean the wood that we came through to get here? No, past the first man's forest. Or am I mistaken? We all actually live in the Mountain Kingdom. That's where that's where we're located. Oh, okay. I know it's you know no dwarves among us, or but it's a we're a group that kind of works through there and actually works. We sometimes go north of that. North of the Dwarven Kingdom? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Might have to ask you some questions about that at some point. Are you staying in the area? Hmm? For the next couple weeks, almost. Might have to uh, catch one of your matches. He says, oh, you should. You should have seen it today. They brought out a dozen for each of us. A dozen? Mm-hmm. They, they were prisoners. They weren't anybody that... It's a lot of show. Showmanship. Right. Hmm. Well, someone of your talent, I'm sure, was it was like culling sheep, but still. Somebody who's kind of nearby, who's not one of the gladiators, says, I hear that they killed that deacon from the apothecary today. Is that right? And they killed a deacon? He says, I, I, don't, I don't know what their titles are. Hmm. I turned to the guy that's... Mm-hmm. He's wearing, he's wearing blue. You don't know what that means. Right. <laughs> he's some, some so noble blue, type. Blue guy. What deacon are you speaking of? I thought this was a well, I, religious. Well, yes, but they, there were clergy in the church that had been involved with all of that Night's Day stuff, and some of them are being executed as we in the huh. middle of the games. Interesting. Somebody else next to him says, eh, it's probably a show. Herod wants the, to keep the people happy. We're a little concerned with some of the morale. Can I hear you know, any of Bread this? and circus. Are you speaking draconic? Well, I speak dwarf can. Uh, well, not not ever. I mean, some of them are speaking common because okay. they're right. they're chiming. You know, the 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 dragonkin sort of chimes in with with draconic back and forth. But right. otherwise, everybody's just speaking common. I don't. Did you save save him a seat? Probably. Yeah. Sure. There was a DC in that letter, and one of the deacons from the apothecary had his first name was Cad. I don't remember. Celibus. Celibus. Yes, that was it. Yeah, uh, might have been him. Do you know if that was his name? That sounds right. I believe so. I lean over to Merc and kind of under my breath and gnomish, I say, what was that family you're running from? I'm worried about the Contrari because they know who I am. Well, they may know who I am. My older sister married them, but uh, I'm actually hiding from the Walnirs. Who are the Walnirs? They're the uh, noble family from Wood's End. Would I have known that? I don't think so. Yeah. You didn't I, really come yeah. through Wood's End. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Wood's End's kind of a what I tell people I'm from. Yeah, but, but it's not right. really your experience. Right, right. Okay. What's a woman's name? The female contrary that's here. He didn't think he didn't think of it initially, but it's Argente. Argente? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not her I'm worried about. Well, I don't I don't think you have to worry about any of them. Look at them. Stick breeze and blow those people over. <laughs> 
It's not what they can do, it's what they can say. As long as we can keep them within a 30-yard sphere, we should be okay. Good enough. All right. Hold, you're getting stuffed. Yeah, I'm eating, a, lot I'm eating a decent amount of food. I'll poke at, like, the honey dormice and stuff. I'm going to be hesitant on that. It's I'm going not, not as though you haven't eaten things yeah. like that before, but you eat it out of necessity sometimes. Yeah. I am going to make an effort to maybe look like I'm drinking a good amount of the wine and stuff. Oh, okay. More of a, for appearances, I'm not. Make a quick sleight of hand just to make sure that nobody notices that you're. Actually, you don't roll with an advantage, too. People are drinking and they're not probably going to be watching for it. 14 plus 6, so 20. You think you're deftly faking getting drunk. I'd go speak with Octur at some point just to thank him for being here and entertaining us sure and you know praising his rendition of the of the song he says thank thank you my lady Mm. Um, thank you to your family for inviting us yes of course Um, are you here for the games yes that was initially why we had come this direction and we got the invitation and we we appreciate the if you have a moment I'd like to ask you some questions about your travels and where you've been certainly Uh, have you been into the Pyrian lands I have. And what can you tell me about the road between here and there? Well, Halloran chimes in, his mm. apprentice, and he says, Are you headed to the Pyrian lands? If you can keep a secret. Oh, so who would I tell? <laughs> she kind of laughs a little bit. Yes, my companions and I have an urgent mission in that direction, and we're looking for some guidance as to how to get there because we've never been. Well, I would. my suggestion would be to stay on the road. If you're going through First Men's Forest, don't go into the forest. Just mm-hmm. stay on the road along the way. It's no deep wood, but it's still the wilds. Of course. We have family from there, so I hopefully I have at least a few contacts to get through that relatively unscathed, but we'll have to see. Octor says, I, I will tell you that wherever I go, I don't find that people are any fundamentally different You don't want to impose your belief system on them Mm -hmm. and make sure that you're clear about why you're there. And I think things typically work out just fine. So they wouldn't outright arrest or imprison Lucites? No, I I believe that you'll maybe be seen with a little suspicion, but it's been a long time since it was full a war between the two. We're told a number of stories of who's there and how the Pyrian lands behave in terms of laws, and I'm trying to figure out what is myth and what is fact. Well, do you know that the law is going to be a little more swift there? They're going to take things into their own hands a little bit, rather than waiting for the authorities. Halloran says, yeah, I've seen more than one person hung from a noose pretty quickly in some of those settlements. Have you seen much in terms of their weaponry? These pistols? Guns? With the dark powder? Mm-hmm. Halloran says, I've, uh, yeah, I've seen them, seen them use their guns. They have long ones, and they have ones that they can just hold in one hand. They seem cumbersome to me. A bow seems a lot, it's got more elegance to it. Mm. But they're loud, and they're effective. I've had a little experience with black powder as of late, but not the weaponry itself, so it's just curious. Do they speak any specific language? No, they typically speak the common you will find more people that maybe speak Gnomish because of Gnomish settlement is up there. Oh, proximity to Rontaman, I believe? Yes, yes. Yes. And you'll also hear 
you're, you're going to run into dwarves, you're going to run into more dragonkin. Um, and so those languages and the language of the of the Undermountain. But most people will speak common, much like here. If we were making our way to Fire's Heart, where would you recommend staying? I'm assuming you've performed there before. I have. I typically stay at the Blessing and Barrel. Blessing and Barrel? Mm-hmm. Like the Lucidum? Oh, and he kind of smiles and he says, no. I believe it might have been a joke when they built the place. But yes, there's a blessing and barrel there too. <laughs> Their logo is quite different. I'll have to take a look at that. If we were to try to gain access to research of their wizards council or of their people, do you know who I would speak to about that? Or who was a leader in Fire's Heart that would be able to help us gain access to knowledge? Well, I know that the head of the church is, her name is Indigo. Indigo. But is beyond she... that, I don't I don't have specific names. Have you met Indigo? I have. I've played for her. And what can you tell me about her? Uh, she was kind to me. That's, that's all he says. <laughs> she kind of looks to the assistant like... Uh, Halloran says, well, she, she seems pretty even keeled. She seems like a good leader. One thing that's... I don't want to assume anything about the Lucites... But she was effectively elected as a leader. Elected? You know, they, they chose her as their leader. And uh, that I don't think that always seems to be the case with Lucites. And again, I, I apologize if I'm over, no, overstating. No, it's this is the kind of information I'm looking for, that worldly experience you've had. Thank you for sharing. So other than being truthful and straightforward, there's no other advice you can give me for traveling there? I know that there are tribals in, in the area? That's just Octor and Halloran says, yes, there are there are tribals in the area and they're a little more volatile than say the Adelidin, for instance. So of course. You might be a little careful of that. I would also note I've noticed that it's seems surprising to a lot of people in the in the east. But the wild cattle in the west are not like the domesticated cattle here. So just be a little leery of that. Okay. They can defend themselves in a way that the cattle here don't. I'll make a note of that. Again, thank you for being here and entertaining us. We appreciate it. If there's anything you need, please let me know. And she'll just kind of make her okay. excuse herself and make her way. Yep. And he kind of says, of course, my dear. And as you walk away, you hear him turn to the other one and say, to Halloran and say, she smelled divine. <laughs> <laughs> How much time has passed in this night so far? Uh, I'd say a good hour has gone by. Everybody's eaten. Oh, okay. And then he's he's going to start. Now, after this conversation, he's going to start. Uh, yeah, and at this point, it's more of a history. You know, he's, he's kind of telling tales. That's that's kind of his specialty. Yeah. You know, he's, he's more of uh, the, the big epic teller. And then his apprentice and partner will do the music for it. Alright, uh, Hog is basically, I'm gonna hold on till it seems like people are starting to get really entrenched in his stories. Okay. And then I'm gonna try to see if I can slip away. Alright. Just to kind of see how fast it happens, I rolled a little performance for him and he did pretty well. So that, yeah, people are, people are pretty interested in it. The story here is about, it's sort of a lucite take on the battle under the slab, which is kind of a Pyrian thing. So none of you would probably even blink at it, but uh, it's it's totally different than the one he probably tells out west. It's, a, it's from the perspective of the blue sides. We're familiar with the historical relevance of the event, but... Yeah, yeah, it's kind of the... It's the origins of the Pyrian church. Gotcha. 
All right, so uh, go ahead and roll, roll your stealth. Do you want any of us to make checks to see if we notice him slip away? Um, or do we have to be especially looking for him? We'll see what he gets. Okay. 26. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we're going to. If you, if you rolled, a, Batman, he rolled a certain amount, we'll just let that roll. So, yeah, he slips away. Uh, stretch, slide down. Because of the performance anyway i probably would have would have given you a disadvantage yeah so. i'm sure so we'll just we'll just roll with this so he slips away and really too you know on top of that you could head towards the the jakes right head, head towards the restroom mm-hmm. basically and then i'm gonna slip off and uh start heading towards that study okay you are unimpeded i uh, get to the study i'm going to start scouring for anything that might look like ledgers like requested the grain mm-hmm. really on the desk there's a bunch of a bunch of paperwork and there's and there are ledgers and numbers and, and that and so it's a little bit a little bit out of your realm it's not like you look at these kind of things all the time right but, but there's definitely lists of things like wheat and bushels okay. and like it doesn't take you long it's it's clearly something that's on his plate right now okay yeah i will get that stone out okay. and so you get this kind of glossy red reddish orange orange mm-hmm. maybe and Stick that thing. And it had a command word. You said, yeah, in it, like in yeah, it, that you'd have to say to make it happen. All right, so copy it. This will work too, to where you you don't. It doesn't have to be one document. You can sit and like oh, I could do, do a few multiples. things and yeah. Okay. Um, so you get a hand. So it's like if, if one of them, like, one of the documents is not so great, you could get a few documents mm-hmm. and hope that one yeah, of them is what they're looking for. Place on a few that look like that, and then I will pocket that. Holg is yeah doing some. Xeroxing with the <laughs> Xerox stone. Yeah, yeah. Describing. Just as the in the story, the explosion happens, really bellowing this out and telling this tale. The explosion happens and it kills all these orcs that were coming through the mountain. Somebody takes your hand, Zan. She kind of looks down to it real quick and then looks up at who it is. And Eros Contrary is standing next to you, trying to take your hand. She scowls for a bit and pulls her hand away. I suppose we have to get this over with. Says at the very least, you could speak to me. Not here. And she'll turn and start making her way out of the dining room area. And it's clear that he can follow? Yep. All right, he's going to follow. Merc, you do notice that Contrari is following Zan somewhere. She looks definitely looks irritated. And he also, I guess, kind of looks irritated. <laughs> I think I'll follow. Make sure that nothing stupid happens. Okay. So, and you know, one of the things too, we'll just say this, there's so many rooms in this place. Like if you wanted to, you could probably come up and like eavesdrop if you decide to. You just tell me how that looks, right? So Hulk, you are making some copies. Yep. You hear outside, pretty close to the door. Why will you not just understand that we belong together i don't know why you have to send me some letter that tells me that you are stopping all of this because you know that that's not the case you know that you're going to be with me you think your family will accept that you think my family will accept that well that's not the point it's exactly the point you're always saying that this nobility is nonsense but then when it comes time for it to actually throw things away or just to break against tradition, you're not willing to take that step. No, and not for you. This is where Merck gets within earshot, just so we are clear. Holg, you're hearing the whole thing. Are you doing anything specific in the room? 
Xerox a couple more things. And then <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps working. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> just a couple. Yeah. I'm a man of business. This is not for me. You know where my loyalties lie. It's with the family, with the church. The church expressly forbids this. I would not be able to be a cleric. I would not be able to be an order of the light with this. Why would I throw away my entire career, everything I've worked for, for this? I guess I don't have an answer to that. I don't know what happened to you here. If what difficulties you faced, what you managed to see and experience when it came to Nox's attack on all of our society and civilization, but I was in the middle of it. Did you not hear the song? I mean, it's bombastic, but it's not far from the truth. I did. I faced a servant of Nock in the face, drove a sword through her heart to destroy her. I watched good people die around me. And you want me to be concerned of what? An affair? He's kind of welling up. Don't start with me, Eros. Your tears will do nothing this time. My letter was very clear. We've done this dance before. The song's over. Go about your business. And she'll just walk past him. I'll slowly crack the door. I'm not hiding. (laughs) She's coming right towards... So, so it's kind of dark over here, right? Yeah. Because, and come around the corner and there's Merc. She's swiping her hands away from her face and she stops. Don't worry about it. I'll make sure he doesn't bother you the rest of the time. Don't hurt him. And she'll just make her way past. Okay. But she gave you a long, hard look before that. Eros kind of stays where he is for a while. <laughs> yeah, I only cracked the door to see if is he still standing there? Yeah, he's kind of covering his okay, face. Okay, I'm going to wait until he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> just mask? Yeah, I'm just like... I just laid against the wall. And start looking at like different books in the study. <laughs> A couple minutes later, he comes around the corner and is startled by you. He actually he kind of yells out. like, oh. So, she's got things to do. Stay away. It's for your own good. Are we clear? And he says, who are you to speak to me that way? You know what? Nobody will believe you anyway. I'm Lucius Volnir and I'll stab you dead. And I stand up and I said, I have fought the darkness multiple times and I have lost, but I have not lost a man. Step off. He's just sort of frozen there. I said, step off. He scurries away, holding his cloak. Oh, that wasn't so bad. You said it to yourself as you walked down the staircase. <laughs> that was all right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. thought I was going to have to beat that kid up. All right, Holg. You feel like you've probably done the deed. <laughs> so Pocket my question stone. is, did he yeah, hear me Did I hear him? what Merck said? <laughs> Every story drop. Mark Merck does not oh, stealth. Man. Like he literally will stop. You were done and you were waiting, right? Yeah, yeah I was so waiting. You know, just just kind of like, right? Really you know, let's just roll your perception. Let's just see if you something. Hear it clearly, I found a really good book. <laughs> oh. oh no! Did you get a one? No. 
I got a total of ten. I wasn't being stealthy. That's up to you. Yeah. Uh, advantage yourself. That's fine. Try F- try one. Fitty fitty. We'll give it. A, if it gets if it gets two ones, it's not meant to be. Yeah. Seventeen. Be two like terribles. All right. So you are listening, and you actually literally he started to walk off. So you started to sneak right. out too, right? Yeah. And so you're halfway down the hall behind him. And suddenly you hear this conversation. It's very clear that it's Merc, right? Like that, you know, with mm. that voice. And <laughs> that's what you heard. Okay. Apparently that means something. Now to yeah. find the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the party continue, continues. Eris, <laughs> contrary, abruptly leaves. And there's more entertainment. There's more food. There's more drinks. People start to get a little loopy. You do also get Lucan again. You know, your Uncle Anil is always a big fan of Lucan. And so he... <laughs> he, he uh, your favorite uncle. Is, yeah, and he, he keeps talking to you about, you know, anything he could. For some reason, that scabbard, that sheath keeps coming up like it's special to him for some reason. And so he's really happy that you're wearing it, even if it doesn't have a weapon in it. He says that I heard that you are planning to Head west, is that correct? That is correct. And he, of course, says this much more slurred than I am. I'm sure Lucan's slurring back. So, before you leave, I think that we should talk a little bit about the First Men's Forest. We could maybe discuss some things that might help you in your travels. That sounds great. Go to the Dearborn Inn at some point, and you're familiar. It's a... It's a big inn and stable. If you were going to find the shortest distance from the First Men's Forest and Princeholm, that's where the Dearborn Inn is. It's right on the edge of edge of Princeholm. And it's owned by the Arasia family. And so, go there, talk to people there. They'll give you some tips. Sounds good. Have you ever been to the Pyrian Lands? In my younger days. What's it like? I think it's a lot more settled than it was back then. I know Zan's very worried about us when we get into that area, but do you see any issues with us just kind of walking around and going about our business? No, just just be polite. Oh, That's of course. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, no problem. And you, you know, you tell he's a little bit. He's had a little little more to drink than than maybe he should have. And he says, "You know that I was there during the explosion, at the battle of Slide. Really? Did you see Period? I did. Wow. He was there." What he looked like. Flames and wings and you know, it was more of a silhouette than anything, but it was, he was there. That's amazing. Keep your faith in Lucian, but he's not the only one out there. Understandable. How about some more mice? <laughs> <laughs> Door mice, we're not savages. <laughs> you know where I'm at. <laughs> now you start slurring. <laughs> All right, party's gonna wind down. Does anybody have anything else they want to do while they're here? I'm gonna go find that clergy member that talked to me about the third sons. Okay, he's there. He, ex- in fact, when you come up to him, he starts like grinning. So you said something about an offer. <laughs> I might have. Give me a re- request, and we'll see if we can arrange. I want my family taken care of. Out of danger, I've given them enough gold. They should be able to start their family farm like they wanted. I want them out of town, and I want them unharmed. So it's not exactly what we do here, but I can see what I can 
arrange. Let me talk to some people. I want to make sure that Maddox has no idea where they're at. No preference on where they go? As long as they're safe and alive. That's interesting. So I'm offering you money. And that doesn't matter to me. telling me that I should get it for effectively a service. A favor. I like that. But I will have to talk to some, some people. I'll hold on to it until then. He says, meet me, meet me tomorrow. You tell me the place. Where's the inn that we met at? Or the fishing. Oh, the Angler's Anchor? Angler's Anchor. Angler's Anchor, I'm familiar. I'll be fishing on the dock. Great. Anybody with no noble... So basically, we've got three people that have noble, good noble mm-hmm. knowledge, right? Yeah. Let's go ahead and roll. So, so we're going to have Zan and Lucan and Merc roll. We're actually going to roll perception because you wouldn't know what to look for if you didn't have the knowledge, if that makes sense. And 18? Eight. Man, you Luke in that one. I'm upset. <laughs> 18. Not paying attention to anything. Okay. So we hadn't mentioned the passes at all in this entire party, but there's passes here. And the passes are one of the passes became sort of the third sons. Like the, it's their. The family name is Passe? Mm, it's okay. one of the, the human nobility got it town and we hadn't mentioned them at all but they're there partially because they're they're really good at sort of blending in mm. they, they're not very showy people but they definitely have ties with the with the third sons in fact one of them that's why it's called the third sons because the third son of the Passe family wasn't going to get an inheritance and so he kind of did his own thing Merck specifically notices that Holg is talking to a clergyman which you think is kind of odd, right? Like, why would he be talking to a clergyman <laughs> at the door of this party? And so that's what strikes you. And you notice that the clergyman, when he's done talking to Holg, and it seems kind of serious to you, but he makes eye contact with the guy across the room. It's very clearly one of the passes that you know would be involved with information, brokering info. And, that, and so that just sort of, that's just something that you notice. It only Merc noticed, or um, did Lucan know as well? Yeah, I kind of gave it. roll disadvantage. I kind of kind of gave an advantage to Merc. I figured somebody was, if we'll see if somebody gets it, but I feel like it just makes more story sense that sure. Merc would yeah. catch it. No, I was just curious. Well, that's an interesting turn of events. I do want to seek out Orm before I leave. Mm-hmm. Master Orm, I'm staying at the Boniface Inn. If you get a chance, I'll find you. Very well. Now I just need to find that uh, orc page. On that note, I would like to mention that as the night goes on, Lucan is going around slurring his words, but constantly telling people that the song is wrong and that Holg is not a page and that <laughs> there is no wobble wagger hall. It's a relock green leaf. And he's going to be saying You're correcting it the name? over, yes, yeah. over and over and over again. <laughs> I do it to Arctur. Are you telling the singer? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Oh, let him change, change the, let yeah, him change no, the song. He's, yeah, he's stumbling up there. And I thought about doing that and then said, no, Relop doesn't want his identity, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lucan came right along and slammed it down. It's like we're the opposite. Yeah, right? I'm going to go up and introduce myself as Wabber Wagerhall to Katari uh, uh, the Argent. What is it, Argent? Gente? Argente? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just introduce myself and kind of schmooze with him. 
Was she at all at all impressed with the uh, song? Yeah, she's intrigued by it. Right. Yeah, she's a pretty dour person. So, how did you end up in Lucido? I was traveling to Lucidum with my troop, and that's where we got waylaid by the... Uh, there was some talk of danger of night's day before, hmm. and that led us down to Have Lucidum. I heard of your troop before? Do you have a name? Do you probably have? It was most recently referenced in the song that Octor... Was the Sealy Troop referenced in the song at all? Or? No, it wasn't. No? Okay. Yeah. Alright, I'll go ahead and tell her that I'm from the Steely Troop and oh. we're sent to help the Lights Champions. That seems like an odd choice to send bards in to help the well, Lights Champions. we're not all bards. Some of us are clerics. Where's the rest of the troop? They're back down in uh, Lucidum. Oh, and you're here for the reception. Exactly. Exactly. I had to present myself as the leader of the troop, so. I see. What does your family do here? We exchange monies, mostly. Ah, so you're the uh, family that's in charge of those discs that I see once in a while? No, that's the church. We do have we do have a bank in town. It's called, it's, it's the Bank of the Dual Coin. Oh, interesting. Do you just have the Wait. one bank here, or? It, yes, it is just here. Money lending. Oh, okay. Things such as that. They call us the, the crossed rings. Hmm. He's, she's talking stuff here. Like, what is she even saying? You have <laughs> no idea what's going on. Yeah, you know, I, she's she, making reference to, like, sigils and, yeah. you know, no, nobility stuff. I have no idea whatsoever. But I'm going to pretend to be interested, try and schmooze my way into her good graces. Which may or may not happen. <laughs> um, why don't you roll a charisma just to see? Oh, this is gonna go. Wild. Yeah, right. Let's do this. Thirteen. She's not walking away from you. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep uh, kind of chatting her up, and you know, be becoming more and more enthralled with her family's business and her in particular. And by the end of the night. I'm going to give her that necklace that we found in the chest Uh as a token of my esteem. She's very confused. As are we. (laughs) You uh, got a lady and lied about your name. (laughs) I don't know if this goes with your complexion. I don't know much about jewelry, but this is the most precious heirloom of my family. And I really, I, I would really appreciate it if you would, if you would hold on to it for me. (laughs) <laughs> what? She kind of like slowly puts it on. Right. And I sell the fact that it is just beautiful on her. <laughs> what pod is this? I don't know. <laughs> There's levels to this heist that I don't know. So she thanks you and Can I see you again before I leave? Uh I don't know that that would be appropriate. Very well. I'll just keep talking to her until <laughs> the end of the party. But she's very confused and she starts Take to like sleep. she's actually very kind of nice and kind about it, right? Right. And it's like you've charmed her to the sense that she's not like you know get just away telling from me to get away from me, right. right? But she's yeah, she's a little bit confused by what's happening. As, what's gonna as, happen as the as next she, day uh, when you look totally different? <laughs> have like twigs in she, your teeth. As the night progresses, I'll 
keep complimenting her uh, how she looks with the necklace on. Laying it on. All right, um, it's time to go soon. Oh, thank mm. you for. Thank you very much for your company, milady. And that's it. Like nothing else. You just you let I'll, her go. I'll, I'll kiss her. I'll kiss her hand. Okay. Awkwardly kiss her. Now hand. she's getting. Now she's got a wet hand again. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different. That's a mom of ritually now. It's just lady. I've learned royalty. <laughs> All right. She leaves, and now she's got a story for the rest of her life about yeah. the woodland gnome. About the weird woodland gnome. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I and by the way, I did write Argente. Like she is like mm-hmm. a hard nosed person. Yeah. So it's it's interesting that he picked her out. Yeah. Yeah. Zan will try to find Balthazar. Yeah, he would be there somewhere. Sure, I would think so. Yeah, you might end up like going to like the kitchen or something. You know, you like that's fine. He may not be out with everybody else at the right. same time. So she'll take him out into like the garden area, like away from where the people are, and have a conversation <laughs> with him. It's like, have I done something wrong? Well, no, I, I just needed to inform you. It's over. If you get anything else from him, accept it and destroy it. I can do that. And she just starts crying. Would you let him? Absolutely. Okay, so he kind of moves in and you put your head on his shoulder. Out front, Hulk has stepped out and Merc comes up to him. Same spot you were before, Merc, outside these plants, outside the door, at the top of the stairs. It's a cool night, kind of clear, stars in the sky. You know, I almost left the party. Yeah? Yeah. And you didn't because... Yeah, I think I was trying to save face, but I didn't learn a really interesting fact tonight. Yeah, everybody's got a bunch of information lately. Yeah. I learned the third sons were here. Where are they now? I saw you talking to another man. What? Who was that? I just shake my hand. If you don't want to talk to me, that's fine. But I know that you were talking to the third sons. Well, you know, we all got our secrets. Don't we, Lucius? for listening to this episode of D4 on the Floor. Please check out our D4 on the Floor website at d4onthefloor.com. That's the letter D, the number four, onthefloor.com for more great gaming content. Yeah, I can cut this out if we need to. It's... You should keep Mark peeing in, though. Well, I can bring a mic over there if you want to. Wesley <laughs> <laughs> Nielsen this up. Let's do it. <laughs> Hudson, what did you have for lunch today? I had some Arby's. Did you really? <laughs> Well, I had it for dinner. All right, all right. Thomas, what did you have for lunch today? Chicken nuggets. Oh, I don't have those at Arby's. Are you talking like session one when we had the face mask? I'm sure we did. No, no, he had the, the orc mask. <laughs> <laughs> I know I heard mask on this, and I was like, please be flesh. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Did we talk about a price for that, or they were going to let you know? They were going to let me know. Darn it. <laughs> Two gold. <laughs> that is a ton of silver. Do you want to go work? To the church. <laughs> Into the old box. 
waiting on copper too. <laughs> you see these old platinum pieces? I would like these on my teeth. I would like what you Just call grill it. Out. What those young kids call a grill. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I would like to go to the sharp knife because now it's a shopping episode and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> See if they have them. Taking five ever. <laughs> Did you say five ever? Yes, it's more. It's one five more than ever. four. It's ever. one more than four. Ever. <laughs> that's funny. I've heard that. That's, five. That's acetin. I'll pull out your <laughs> section of the loop glitter. <laughs> That's a bunch of gold and platinum. That just gave me a really awesome idea that I wish that I had had. Which is? What if, what if the chest, what if we the chest grew and you opened up and it's a bunch of miniature stuff inside? <laughs> <laughs> just opened the chest while it was small. That would have been amazing. Just oh, dusting your oh. hand. Like, no, coins! <laughs> miniature sword. All yeah. we need is a very tiny dollhouse and we can appoint it. This is a plus three verbal longsword, but it's this big. <laughs> it's a and the enchantment three. is way higher than you can handle. <laughs> it's a plus, plus three verbal toothpick. Yeah, there you go. Lance, you smell really good. I know I do. <laughs> and also the character. So glad you make this awkward for all of us. You're welcome. Gladly. I'm going to scan my butt. Xenophia. <laughs> I have an interjection Give me a second. <laughs> this is great. This is... Oh, Give oh, me a gap God. before we continue on with this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. <laughs> we're get some popcorn on the way. <laughs> Couple honey door mice for the hands. This is gonna be good. I like it. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't need to like throw a wrench into your narrative. I just no, thought, like, I thought that would be fine. That's just extra. That's <laughs> Come here, a tale from night's day when light was nearly swept away. The darkness was no match for light's champions. Hellfire cracked the church in two. Knock prophecies were coming true. The fight looked all but lost for Light's champions. Ferdwin the witch arose, for lucid eyes she sought to close. Pure hearts stopped right in front of Light's champions. Occupied out in the bay, the wizard's council could not stay. Lord Albus held her off for Light's champions. Chasms lay before the few, strong mercenary ripped a pew. One arm slung out a bridge for Light's champions. As they spanned the mouth of hell, the orc page slipped and nearly fell. He kissed the ground and prayed for Light's champions. Light's barred wobber waggle hall juggled his knives and threw them all. The brave gnomish leader of Light's champions. Knock appeared behind the fiend. Light was doused, what could it mean? It all looked bleak for us and Light's champions. Xenophia Lightbringer, the pressing dark could not stop her. She filled the shrine with light for Light's champions. Bishop Albus made a stand, and then he played his final hand. By giving one slim chance to Light's champions.
Lucan of the lightning strike, with lighted sword, darkness did smite, thus giving only hope to light's champions. Wizards at the light tower now showed the witch their true power, struck her and she shrank before light's champions. Hosanna fear which fell, picked up a sword and used it well. She ended Faradwen for Light's champions. This was a tale from night's day, when true evil was kept at bay. The darkness is no match for Light's champions. <laughs>